This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 7th of October, a Thursday where you've got a bit of everything. Men's netball, Formula One, racing and rugby, Izzy. We've gone all over the shop, which is what we love to do. Your mate Andrew Goody Goodman came on. I felt like there was a little bit of tension in the air between you guys this week. No, no tension at all. Uh, Andrew Goodman, he is the Marco head coach. And, well, they've got a big task on their hands as they travel to Hawke's Bay to take on the mighty... Magpies and that Ramphilly Shield Challenge. Looking forward to that. 4.30 Saturday afternoon. Also, we had a little tribute to the great man. That is Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall today retired after 19 years in the game of League 346 NRL games. And, well, I wrote a wee tribute to the great man. That is Benji Marshall. So, cheers, Benji. Love your work, mate. And we also had Liam Lawson on. Liam Lawson, if you're a motorsport racing fan, You'll have to check out the Liam Lawson interview. He spoke about the difference between Formula 2 and Formula 1 and the training that's involved to succeed in the great sport of Formula 1. So that was an awesome little insight from Liam Lawson. And then, well, we spoke to we spoke to Dallas Harima. Dallas Harima about all things men's netball as they take on the Silver Ferns in their preparations. It's been a distracted, disrupted uh, build-up for the men's side, but they've assembled a squad and well Dallas has been out of the squad for over 10 years he's looking forward to ripping in and doing that and then we had Jackie Bruce on Jackie Bruce gave us a wee tip Crystal Bound and the Caulfield Thoroughbred Stakes race Crystal Bound get on that horse is paying about four bucks great show thanks for listening you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Bring and pick up Claritine from Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now just $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Atamaria, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Thursday the 7th of October and it is just after 6 here on a nice Thursday Seventh, we love a Thursday. It's close to a Friday. How good. We've got a great day of action for you. Good interviews coming up throughout the show. We're going to reminisce on some absolute champions. Benji Marshall, the great Benji Marshall, after 19 years in the game of league, he has finally hung up the boots after 346 NRL games, a premiership, and countless, countless more achievements. I've written a wee tribute. To the great man that is Benji. Thank you, Benji. That'll come up uh, about 20 past seven. We'll get into that. But before then, we've got a wee update. Ross Shield scores. Ross Shield, we've talked about it 
throughout the week. Mr. Gifkins, Mr. G, we had him on Monday. Absolute champion bloke he is. Ross Shield score updates. Napier, 55-5 over Danny Burke. Central Hawks Bay got up 26-19 over Wairau. And my Hastings East, in the Battle of Hastings, Hastings East beat the other favourites of the competition. West, Hastings West, 34-12. So Hastings East, my old team, are on their way to another championship. Good work. From the black and yellow team down there in the mighty Hawks Bay. Uh, yep, coming up on the show anyway. Motor racing fans, stay tuned. We will talk to Liam Lawson just after seven, where he is on track to claim another Formula 2 championship. And, well, he's been rewarded a ride with the ultimate Formula 1. Young driver's test for Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri, he is... Uh, being rewarded with all his success. He's racing for Red Bull at the moment, the high-tech Grand Prix team. And uh, he joins us just after 7 o'clock. So stay tuned if you're a motorsport fan. That's going to be great chat to Liam Lawson. <clears throat> and then coming up, Ramfilly Shield is on the line this Saturday as Tasman head to Hawks Bay. Andrew Goodman is the head coach, and he joins us to tell us just how about they're going to go around, go, go, about their work in Hawke's Bay. Give us the game plan, Goody, so I can share it with the Hawke's Bay lads. Good luck to Andrew Goodman and the Tasman squad. So looking forward to chatting to Goody later on in the morning. And then, well, our men's netball side take on the Silver Ferns starting this Sunday. Dallas Harema from the men's side talks to us about preparation and expectations from this series. So Dallas has uh, been out of the squad for a wee while now. He's been recorded to the men's side, so I can't wait to chat to him. Um, yeah, he's keeping the dream alive for anyone out there that thinks they're too old to do something. Well, Dallas has proved that wrong. He has been in the game for a long time. He's been away from the game for a very long time, and now he's making his comeback. So looking forward to chatting to D Dallas. And then, well, to finish off, we love a wee tip. We love a wee tip in the racing world. And Jack Bruce gave us a gem last week. Colin Gatter. Cool and get a one by about 10 links. 10 links. I was on that, baby, and what a horse that was. So Jack Bruce will join us later on in the show to give us another tip. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We've got a few tips today. We've got our uh, battle with Paul Moati and the other shows. Well, yeah, we're, we're pretty confident with this one. Pretty confident with this one, Louis. We are pretty confident. Good morning, team there in Auckland. Louis, Trudy, Joe, and Keza. Good morning. morning, my team. How are we? Yeah, reporting live from the picnic, uh, which is yes. which is uh, the 09. Mate, we are wow. We've, everyone's been out. Trudy, is this a set, another picnic dress or is this just a regular oh, no, dress? It's going to rain in Auckland today. No, no, ah. no picnic today. It's back to normal. <laughs> just normal life. Normal transmission resumes, mate. But everybody got out and had their picnics. And yep, so the spirits are high, no matter how yes. much COVID is in the gangs. <laughs> Oh, it's grim, isn't it? Oh, it is, it is. But hey, look, there's only one way out. There's only one way out. Jab, jab, jab. Jab, jab, jab. <laughs> we should do a like rap Tyson Fury. Yes. Jab, 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 hook. Rap. Jab, 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 hook. You know? Rap about a jab. Make a jab rap. Yeah. It'll go wild. It'll go crazy. Oh. It'll go viral. Okay. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. You and yeah, um, tomorrow. you and JP get Joseph Parker to feature on the track. Yeah, jab, 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 hook. <laughs> jab, 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 hook. Jeb, 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 hook. No, look, it is it is tough times. You know, you, you guys are doing really well. Look, look, I think Jacinda the other day said it was seven weeks. This is longer than the lockdown last year. 
that uh, you know you guys have been able to that, have, that you've you know obviously gone through in the last couple of weeks. It's been tough. It's been tough work, but just hang in there anyway. We don't want to talk about it today. We're gonna we're gonna keep our vibes up. Yeah, vibes keep up. Keep our vibes up. You guys are trucking really well. Yeah, trucking really well, and we love bringing sport to the airways and. A sport game that we spoke about, a sport we spoke about yesterday was MLB, Louis and Max Goodman. Max Goodman will be heartbroken today. They've got a hiding. And old Gerard Cole, Gerard Cole oh, mate, give me some of that $480,000 uh, million, please. Well, 480000 is a lot. $480 <laughs> million is a full extra zero. And, um, oh, two extra zeros, isn't it? And he, he just... It was an absolute dumpster fire. He got pulled. He wasn't good. He got absolutely dropped. Um, and the Red mm. Sox at home, who many thought... So I actually read this morning that the New York Yankees, they got to choose that this didn't happen. But in case all of the teams in their division drew on the exact same amount of uh, wins, that, that they got to choose who they would like to play, like for where they were seated. And the Yankees mm. actually said that if that was the case, we wanted to play Boston in Boston. So they were happy what? to go there, and they were that, that wasn't the case, but it ended up panning out anyway. So they were happy to go there, and they got a hiding, sent back to New York with their tails between their legs. Not just a hiding. I, like that, We spoke about Jarrett Cole yesterday, and he was 13.5 ERA. He got taken off after about two Two innings, I think it was. He was getting absolutely polexed around the whole park. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch. Uh, and then on the other side, Boston, they were just on fire. On fire. Anthony Rizzo came in and hit a wee home run. So Max Goodman will be happy, happy with his performance in the big game. But, yeah, they've, they're done. They're done now. So see you later. Yankees fans, goodbye. And there's a lot of them. Well, there's a lot of people that wear Yankees hats. Even Shannon's got a Yankees hat. I don't know if she's ever watched a game of baseball. That's in her more life. a fashion statement. That's a fashion statement. Yeah. That's to wear to yoga. Yeah, yeah right. Is it? Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Actually, <laughs> hold uh, your hair back. Your Lulu Lemon. Lemon. Lulu Lemon. You're so cute. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Lulu Lemon. Lemon. I think you're fine. <laughs> no. No. It's like calling Marguerite Manger. No. It's Lulu Lemon. Right. You could call Marguerite Manger. Yeah. But yeah, with your Yan- yeah. The Yankee hat, Lululemon um, combo. It's mm. prolific around Auckland or Parnell anyway. <laughs> Better go get my actives on, eh? Love a little... Daisy's a real active wearer, you know? I'm like, where are you going, Jim? She's like, nah, just chilling. I was like, oh, Pretending. okay. Looks like I'm going to the gym. Yeah. It's comfy. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm comfy. We- well, like comfy. the AFL players players quite often train in just like full-length um, skins, spandex with no shorts on. Rugby, it's not really... It is funny seeing men in tights. It is quite funny. It's not really done in rugby, is it, is he? Uh, skins, sorry, we call them skins. Nah, wear skins. I used to wear skins to bed. I used to wear skins to bed every night um, oh. before a game, just recovery. Yeah, I'd, I'd just, just it was routine. Eh? We all had that routine. So I always had to wear my skins to um, to bed throughout the night, and it was just recovery skins. Um, sweaty. Very, very sweaty. But nah, Can't do much doesn't with really love life. Sorry. Wearing skins to bed. Sorry. That's a weird wetsuit. Well, uh, the night, the night for a uh, look. This is see. I don't. I'm two, two, two days out. Two days out from a game. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Don't nothing touch. You bed. can't like. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. So like routine. Yeah, bro. Like t- with testosterone, you got to keep it up. You got to keep. You know, you got to keep everything. You it just keeps you on edge. So two you know days is I mean? the cutoff. Like, Wow. Two days. Two days for myself. Two days was cut off. I was Thursday, Saturday game. I was Thursday night, you know. Um, don't touch me. Yeah. So. 
hilarious. <laughs> wow, because you kind of heard yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there's like rumours about rumors, that. Yeah. Uh, that like, um, one of the rumours back in the day was that the, the players at the World Cup weren't allowed to have their partners around because they had wanted like the... the all the build up. wanted the the boys to be like locked in, you know. Is that not true? Is that that wouldn't be true? Uh, nah, nah. We're, like we're maybe we're adults. We're adults. You can't stop us from seeing someone like. But yeah. I think most of the boys like everyone's different. Like everyone's just superstitious, and ah, you know, something probably happened when I might have had a slip up and played shocking. So I just thought in my mind, okay, I can't do that. I can't do that, so mm. I'm going to stop, you know, and just, and just had a routine. And a lot of guys will be differently, different, and I, I was just, that was my particular routine. I wasn't too superstitious about routines. I, I had a little, like, I think in my middle, like, through my middle stages of my career, I, I was real particular about my routine. I felt like it, it actually tired me out instead of helping me because yeah. I was constantly making sure everything was perfect. Everything had to be perfect. Everything had to go perfectly for me to perform and then you get to the game and you think oh no I, I didn't do that now I'm going to play terribly so your mindset's taken away from what you were trying to do in the game so it wasn't until I actually dislocated my shoulder and I came back I relaxed my routine and, and I actually I actually found I had so much more energy going into a game because I wasn't so overthinking stressed out about oh no I didn't put my skins on no, oh, oh, I didn't put my sock on you know, like it was just, oh well, it is what it is. Let's just relax. Um, I'll get out. And during game day, I used to be like a, I used to be like a, um, be like a bear. I'd just go hibernate in my cave and, and just sit there for the whole day listening to music. And I felt like every time I got to the game, I was so tired, I was knackered. So now, when I came back from my injury, for game day, I'd get out, go have coffees, go see my friends, and just relax because it'll just take my mind away from the game so yeah. there we go there's a little example of his routine <laughs> oh i love it and a that's insight it's really interesting because yeah. i always wondered like club sport and um well you know like amateur sport you play in the afternoon right and it's mm. i love playing sport in the afternoon actually if i could play my f ideal time to play like afl or rugby or whatever it is is actually early afternoon like i'd love to have like a 12 30 yeah. game like a one thirty. i even find like a 245 kickoff like prem's rugby can sometimes stretch on a little bit so then i think about pro athletes and the day you spend mm. sitting around waiting for the night it must just become exhausting i that's what i've always oh. wondered yeah, it is. It is a long day, and I, I'm not saying that. I love Arvo rugby. Like opportunities when we played Super Rugby in the afternoon on a Saturday Arvo. Kids, mate, that's what the kids want. They love it. Mm. They love it. They're, they're going with their flags. It's not too late. Like even the kids that go to seven thirty games in the air afterwards. I'm like, mate, thank you so much. Thanks for staying up. Um, but you know, the, the kids, the parents. I feel for the parents when they get these kids home full of sugar and won't go to sleep. They'll be overtired and. But yeah, I, I I say bring back afternoon rugby. It's it's outstanding, and like you said, it is a long day. And I remember World Cup 2011 because of the broadcasting times. We played the semi final and the final nine o'clock at night, nine o'clock. So after the final, we didn't get home until about two in the morning, three in the morning, because that's just normal. Because you take you just drag it on post match, and we we're celebrating. But yeah, so we didn't get home till three. So that's a long day, and that was a tiring day. Yeah, I think that was a big 
uh, part of why we probably struggled in that final because it's a long day. You're thinking about things and, and you've got about a thousand Frenchies outside your hotel just keeping you up all night. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a tiring day, but Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've always wondered that. So that's really good insight. Is he? Mm. Hey, uh, double eight, double three. Uh, Michael's come through. What do you think of Super Rugby or Picky uh, in 2022? Michael, we're going to talk about that very soon, but there's another text here, is he? Um, and mm. and it is a, it's a bit sad, isn't it, really, this one? Yeah, it is. Good morning, Jensen. Truly interested in your thoughts around Manu Vatave. He's, a major, he's made a major mistake and error in judgment. Clearly, will he be made an example of? Um, yeah, short, short answer, yes. Look, one thing I don't understand with this, uh, Mark, I should say, um, is... The, the people that are most affected by this uh, are the Pacific Islands and the Māori people, and he's a, a leader within the Pacific group. Uh, you know, they look up to him, and methamphetamine is a horrible drug. You know, we've seen the effects firsthand of what it does. So for him to do that, and he's made a mistake, and um, like I've heard stories that like after he finished, it, it was pretty tough for him, and but that's no excuse um, to do this. Uh, so that's the one thing that gets to me. Like he's he's gone out there and he's 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 got into a, a drug and imported a drug that that affects our people, our people firsthand. Like we struggle already. The people in our communities, the Māori Pacific people, we struggle already. Now he's bringing it in and and giving them opportunities to to feed the beast. That there's already a big problem about it. So that's the one thing that I I don't um, make any sense of. I can't make any sense of. And will he be made an example? I think he will. I don't. I don't importing methamphetamine. Look, I don't know the what the judges think or all the crimin, criminal, criminal, um, you know, what, what implications that will come from it. But uh, I think it doesn't look great for him. Um, yeah, I think when once it comes sen- uh, becomes when it when it becomes sentencing time, I think the judge will make an example of him. And how bad for sport is it? Last week and a half, it's just been. Drugs and sport and, and the game of league, you know, another leaguey. NRL, rugby league, just been dented and tarnished over the last couple of weeks. It's it's a sad time. It's a sad time in the game of rugby league. Yeah. Bang on, is he? Um, Mark, yeah, good question. Um, being Well, he'll, look, he'll be made example of and just to – he'll be treated like everybody else who has caught, yeah. been caught red-handed like this. And the Lord does, is set to make an example of people. I mean – the the sad thing is, as he's pointed out, he's he's affecting and destroying his community, and this is as this is as well. He hasn't been found guilty. As yet. a role model too, you but know, just, yeah, it's wrong. It, it's not. There's no kind of ifs and buts here. I mean, what he's being found doing is pretty terrible. He, he's going to go on, and um, he's pleaded guilty, so he's not going to fight. It's yeah. not going to drag out, which is a good thing. But I think there's going to be serious mm. questions, and I don't want to throw the shade at all. But I think there's going to be more. We're going to hear about this about the duty of care of the Warriors and the rugby league for. Eternity. Like Manu, you talk about, it was in a bad place, is he? And he's fallen, and he's, you know, some people can't be helped. And there's personal responsibility that 100% needs to be taken. Of course, of course, mm. of course. I'm not saying that at all. But he is a legend of our sport, and he's put himself, mm. he's obviously got to a place where he's in such a bad way that he's made this decision or started hanging around with his brother, and it is desperately sad, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, I don't think they're going to make an example of just because he's Manu Vatave. Like you said, mate, like the law is the law and you put who he is aside and you just you, you judge it up from that. You just He's a human. He's made the mistake. He's made the decision to do it. So, yeah, look, the judge is going to make that decision and uh, I think, it, yeah, it's a case we'll be watching with interest. But, yeah, mate, it just shows like he's 
he would he would have gone to you know just obviously dented his um, you know tarnished his career because he would have gone down as one of the greats, the great wingers for the Warriors. I can't remember the stat what how many tries he scored, but he scored a ton of tries. Uh, he's outstanding, and, and the people and the younger generation that would have looked up to him. So um, yeah, it's not a great time for for Warriors for Manu Vatiwe in the game of league. It's um it's pretty sad at, at the moment. Look, it's just another sad day too because we're going to talk about Benji retiring. So. Look, that's a that's a that's a happy moment. It's we'll wholesome. bring that up later, but yeah, that's wholesome. That's wholesome. It's that's look, mm. and I think Benji, not that you should have, we shouldn't be applauding someone for not having a scandal. But you look at the way he's he's carried on his career. What a legend on and off the field. It is twenty minutes past six o'clock. Baz and you for breakfast. There you go. We've covered a bunch already. Michael, you're texting about Super Rugby, old picky. We're going to talk about it after this. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past 6 o'clock, 0800 150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you're a women's rugby fan or player or aspiring player. What does it mean to you that we've got the Super Rugby competition up and running for the women's Super Rugby or picky in 2022? The coaches were named yesterday, Izzy, and it's uh, like a great smattering of, well, Alan Bunting is going to be in charge of the Chiefs. What a great mm. get for the Chiefs. That is Wesley Clark is going to look after um, uh, Willie Walker is going to look yeah, after the Hurricanes and Blues. So Hurricanes, Blues will be Willie Walker. And then Blair Baxter, who has been doing such a good job with the Can- Canterbury FPC team. It's awesome to mm. see him get a chances. Yeah, mate, I love it. I love it. And uh, Michael's texted in and said, what do you think of Super Rugby Olpiki in 2022? What do you think, Michael? What do you think? Oh, I love it. I'm all for it. I think the way the women's game has been trans- tra- tracking over the last couple of years the amount of talent around New Zealand is unbelievable. I'm going to say it, it's unbelievable. Can't say it. But it is, it is pretty outstanding with the talent around New Zealand. Like, they're, they're, even in the school grades, like the, the game of rugby within the women's game is very, very healthy. Like school rugby, St. Mary's out of Wellington, uh, the Christchurch uh, schools around here, they're, they're so healthy. So for us to be able to, um, you know, elevate these these younger these young ladies to the next level. We need a competition like that. Look, the Farah Palmer Cup is great, is great, but we need a, there needs to be a stepping stone, a stepping stone for these young girls to be able to go on to bigger things. And for me, Super Rugby or Picky is that stepping stone. So I'm all for it. Like the running, it's running for four weeks in March. There's four teams. It's been locked in for two years, so it's not just going to be a one year wonder. It's going to be locked in for two years with the potential to expand to Australia and the Oceania regions with teams as well. So um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But, uh, like I said, the talent around New Zealand uh, is is freakish, freakish at the moment. And when you get a, tight, a side like Otago and Canterbury, you put them together, and then you get sides like uh, you know the Auckland, uh, the even the Manawatu um, Cyclones, they, they push um, Canterbury right to the brink on, on last Saturday down in uh, in Manawatu. So them matching up with Wellington creates a great team. Auckland, um, I'm, I'm just wondering what team, oh, they work there. so the Chiefs, the Chiefs will be Waikato Bay of Plenty and then the Auckland region. So I'm all for it, man. It's going to be a great comp. It's going to be exciting and uh, looking forward to watching it. It's something new and innov- innovative from New Zealand Rugby. So Kate Sexton, she's the women's development lay, uh, officer. And she's head of women's rugby at the NZR, so hats off to her. It's going to be, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes to get it done for sure, and and, and a lot of 
a lot of questions around the commercial uh, appeal that it will bring to rugby. Uh, so I, I say to people out there, embrace it, get behind it, because women's rugby needs it. Women's rugby needs it, and we need to embrace it and enjoy it and support it. And hopefully companies out there can support it as well, because we wouldn't be able to do this, or they wouldn't be able to do this, without the financial backing from uh, pundits out there. So get behind it. I'm all for it, and I want to hear from you at home. Are you all for it? Super Rugby, old picky. 2022 four teams South Island team Auckland Blues are uh, the Blues Chiefs and Hurricanes. I tell you what, Izzy, I'm not only just all for it. I'm telling you right now that the South Island team wins it. They are going to be <laughs> loaded. Uh, <laughs> the Kettery Farah Palmer Cup team, and then when you add in the Otago woman as well, it's going to be awesome. What a massive year it's going to be for women's rugby next year in New Zealand. So we've got. The Rugby mm. World Cup here, of course, as well. And then yeah. in 2023, there's the World Rugby's International um, Women's 15 competition on the horizon. So it, it just, like, I think this for New Zealand rugby was not a if, but, or maybe. It was an imperative. Get it done. Because you want to be on the right, you want to be on the wavelength, right? You want to be on the upward curve. And the sport on the women's side of the game is growing. Actually, uh, mm. you know, there's lots of ways to look at it and, and kind of say it's growing faster than the men's side of the game in, in many respects as well. So be a part of the movement. Don't get stuck on the back feet. And I think New Zealand rugby have done exactly that. Well, I think I think the women's game, well, from the numbers of her, the women's game at the, at the youth level is is far greater than, than the men's game. Yep. Far, there is more women playing rugby than they are playing men. So commercially, they just, this is this is a no-brainer, and this is the first major women's comp in rugby around uh, around the world. And so the, what this sets for for other countries and other players, like potentially, like we want to grow our homegrown talent for hundred percent, but we might get like, the old one from overseas that wants to come and and play. So how good would that be to see some overseas talent coming over and having a crack? No, we our first priority is Kiwi base, but you know, you never know, there might be an opportunity. So I'm all for it. I, I think it's great. Love it, mate. And, um, yep, you're right. Kate Sexton has said they are finalising details of the remuneration with the Players Association, but it's going to be a similar model to the Sevens program. So the woman will get paid, and they'll get paid fairly. Well, I mean, maybe not straight away. Buckets and buckets loads, but it's a start, and hopefully it's going to keep going in the right direction like we seem to think it will. It's 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast right now. It's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Aotearoa. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, it is 26 and a half minutes away from 7 o'clock. Plenty going on this morning. Can't wait to catch up with Liam Lawson, the young F1 driver up in Europe, well, aspiring F1 driver up in Europe after 7 o'clock. Men's netball as well. And Izzy talking about his hero, Benji Marshall, who has retired from the NRL and what a famed and storied career he had, which involved minimal scandal and multiple highlight, which we love to see. Just quickly, a loveracing.nz. Update everything you want to know, Thoroughbred Racing, loveracing.nz. Today they are racing at Alwa Pune, and it's going to be a slow eight. 
it'll be a slow track down there again, which isn't necessarily what you always want to be betting on at this time of year, but we're getting there with the tracks. They are drying out. That's the latest reading, a slow eight, but we'll try and update that throughout the morning. And the fields are even. There's a bunch of even fields today and at good priced winners to be found. So go have a look through those fields on loveracing.nz or on the TAB. I'll do my best to scan them throughout the morning and see if anything jumps off the sheet of paper to me. And the fields and the markets are open for the Saturday. And this Saturday, we've got Hawada Racing Club holding the Taranaki Breeders Stakes. Uh, this is the Windspell at Grange William Taranaki Breeders as well. It's a Group 3 race for fillies and mares, and there are some nice fillies and mares lining up including concert hall the zabil classic winner six dollars fifty and two dollars forty you'd think she's getting in really well at the weights here to be fair she's fresh up but she's won twice fresh up six dollars fifty two dollars forty that feels like a bit festivity is the Tiakal runner who's been in really good company i think she even stepped up to group one company last time and she's at $4.80, $2, the favourite in that race. They're racing at Matamata as well. And then, of course, across the ditch, a huge day at Caulfield with the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas. And at Randwick, there's Group 1 racing as well. So plenty going on in the racing world, is it? Love that, love that. Just had a wee look at Alpuni. Uh, sophistical, sophistical yesterday. It was a toughie, toughie, I must be honest. I went on it because... I actually took, in the race before, I took Raffle and I got beaten by the other one that Danielle Johnson was on, Sophisticated, I think it was, uh, that, that one. So, yeah, no, some good racing coming up, Louis. Time to redeem ourselves. Time to redeem ourselves. And you, we, we might have a wee tip for the weekend, eh? You might have a wee tip oh, for look, the weekend later on. I, I have huh? one. I have one. But morally, it is a conundrum. All right, it is. There's yeah, a there, there's a there's a bit of a moral conundrum that we're gonna have to work. I don't know through. if I can do it, Louis. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk that one out throughout the morning, and we'll need your help. There's a great text there from uh, Jordan. Is he? Yep, there is. Monday Vatavay scored ten NRL tries in ten consecutive seasons, as per Andrew Voss, which is a record nobody has. I feel sorry for his five daughters and wife, received bad advice while on the big money and never started a career path while playing. All players should be doing some sort of training, learning while playing. Steve Price completed a degree. Simon Mannering is on a building in, in the building industry. Uh, that is from Jordan. Um, yeah, look, 100%. That is my biggest advice. When I go back and I speak to younger players at the moment, I'm, I, I tell them, I say, boys or girls, you have to plan for the future. You have to put some money aside. You have to get some sound advice. You know, there's a lot of sharks out there that could lead you in the wrong direction. So you have to get sound advice of where and, and how you should be investing your money. And the sooner you start, the easier the transition is when you finish. And to be honest, you don't know when your career is going to finish. Tomorrow you could you could break your leg and, and, and you're out. You're gone you, and you might not recover. So the sooner... You can do that. Um, the the better the the transition will be posted. And like you said, and at the moment in, in rugby, I know in rugby they've got professional development officers involved in every union, every union. And 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 I'll be honest, when I was younger, I was like, mate, I don't want to go talk to them. That is boring. That'll be the worst hour of my life. I can't be bothered doing that. But once I actually uh, put my ego to the side and I started thinking, okay, this is going to benefit me post-rugby, and now I've got kids, I'm, thank goodness I, I did something about it. 
um, I tell these these players to go and make the most of these professional development officers. They are there for a reason. They are there to help you transition, and they will listen. Whatever you want to do, whether it's the police, you want to get into the police, you want to get into, the, you know, into the fire for fire brigade. You know, you want to be a fireman or whatever. Just go catch up, sit down, and do something because it it helps transition afterwards. And then maybe if if Manu had done that, we might not be at this little predicament, but. Um, and, and also surround yourself around like-minded people. Surround about yourself around people that that wanna wanna do well, that have aspirations and goals, that are driven. And then once you've seen like that was, I surround myself around um, a couple of my best mates that are very successful in what you do. And then when you see someone like that, you're like, oh, you get a bit of a drive. You're like, okay, okay, maybe you know. And and, and, and you just feed off each other. You feed off each other. So look, that's my little spiel. Um, Get onto it ASAP because you don't know when it's over. Bang on, is he? And that, do you know what? That's actually, I mean, it is very important for sports people whose careers depend on their body, but you can translate that vi- advice to any industry. Don't stay Anyone. in one lane. Yep. You've got to spread your, spread your mindset and spread your talents and really just don't, yeah, don't bottle yourself up and keep yourself in, in a container because you never know what's around the corner. Kane Williamson, Sunrisers, Hyderabad have just taken a wicket. They're taking on Royal Challengers Bangalore, the stack team. They now need 14 runs off eight balls. Kane Williamson's just taken a catch. Fantastic stuff. 108 for six there. We'll update that uh, IPL match. And I've what I've realised is Baz, actually, the Kolkata Knight Riders need to win tomorrow. I think they need to win tomorrow to make the playoffs. It's going to be a much-win game, a must-win game, and we're going to be live on air, so we'll be updating you all about that live from Abu Dhabi. Our man Baz McCullum trying to make the playoffs with the Knight Riders. It is 20 minutes away from 7 o'clock, 0800-150-811. That is A, the Kennard's High phone line, B, your ticket to a $50 TAB bonus bet. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin up after this. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip the bass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Jonah wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because this ain't in the bag. 0800 Eight eleven now, give it a go. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, there we go. Let's go. You know, this is this is an easy quiz. This is an easy quiz, all right? This is relatively easy. So look, Alan, you're up, Bala from Fakatani. We love Alan from Fakatani. Way up there. How are you, bud? Good mate. <laughs> Big day yep, today, yep. Benji Marshall retiring, mate. Great Fakatani man. Uh, absolute legend, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not ideal, mate. It's not ideal with, with the game of league at the moment, but um we'll bring some light to it, eh? We'll bring some light to it. This is your time to get fifty bucks. Here we go. Alan, how many how many teams will complete compete in the super rugby old picky next year? Four. Nice. Nice and easy, eh? You like that little start? Here we go. This You should get this. <laughs> Kiwi great Benji Marshall from Fakatani announced his retirement yesterday after 346 NRL games. Who did the West Tigers play on his debut? Oh, debut. Um, Five, four. Raiders? 
Not an easy one. <laughs> nah, nah. Sorry, it wasn't the Raiders. Sorry, Alan. Okay. Right. Have a good day, mate. Tim from Mount Wellington. Tim. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Good, mate. You're up, brother. Kiwi great. Yeah. Okay. Benji Marshall announced his retirement yep. yesterday after 346 NRL games. Who did the West Tigers play on his debut? Was it Newcastle Knights? It was. It was. Well done. Question number three. What Formula One team will New Zealand dri- uh, New Zealand driver Liam Lawson test drive with at the end of the at the end of the year? Excuse me. Oh, I heard this. Uh, uh, oh. Red Bull. Oh. Red Bull. No. 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 Sorry. Sorry, Timmy. Morning, Craig. Good morning. Morning, Alpha. Craig. Which Formula One team? Is it Alpha Tauri or whatever how you pronounce it? Al- Alpha Tauri, yep. Alpha Tauri, yep. Well done. Tauri, okay. Here we go. Which two golfing rivals will face off against each other in a 12-hole charity match on November the 26th? God only knows. I'll have a guess of Co Kepper and that Chamberlain dude. Wow. Is that your guess? Yeah. <laughs> How do you say? <laughs> what you... well, they're great mates, oh, aren't they? Oh. Yeah, they're our best mates now, but what do you call them? What do you call Bryson? Bryson Chamberlain, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Brandon no, Chamberlain. You must say my, my English is not that great. Okay, okay. It's Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. It's all good, mate. You're still in the game, Craig. Last one, mate, to get the 50 bucks. International Anna Peterson retired from which New Zealand team this year, uh, this week? Never heard of her. I don't know, the cycling team? No. No, sorry. Okay. Sorry, Craig. No problem. Tom! Good morning, Tom. Hello. Good morning. Hello, Tom. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Going well. Oh, this is going to be well. your day today. Here you go, mate. Question number five to take it home. Inter- international. Anna Peterson retired from which New Zealand team this week? The White Ferns. Yeah, Tommy. Yes, Tommy. It's all about timing on the Cozy Dag uh, little segment this morning, mate. So well done. And uh, what are you going to spend it on? Oh, I'll wait for a tissue to come around again, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's yes. racing in the Eagle in a couple of weeks, mate, and she'll go good. Oh, Trust should, me, we will be, get she paid. Be, she should be finished from last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy, Tommy, don't be like that, Tommy. I love your banter, mate. Give us a call soon, all right? I want to talk to you on the airways. Give us a call again. Will do, mate. All good. Thanks for that. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Jeez, Tommy Turbo with the lip. What Tommy about... Turbo just really ripping him with a tissue. Poor tissue. I know I pumped the tyres up and I was telling everyone to get on, but it's a good horse, Louis. It'll win. It'll yeah, win. Proper horse, mate. Proper horse. Anyway, that was a great addition. Of... Well, the questions weren't that easy. That Newcastle Knights one was tough as. Nine minutes away from nah. seven. Wikipedia, ah. mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're a bit more creative with your typing, you 
dead. Text to type. Uh, nine minutes away from seven. Trudy's World after this. I'm Daz Izzy for breakfast. Four minutes away from seven o'clock this morning. Plenty going on in the world of sport. Liam Lawson not far away. We're talking men's netball and to Andrew Goodman because there's a shield challenge on the line this weekend in the NPC. But before all of that. It's Trudy's World. 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 I'll be brave enough one day to rap to that, but no, not today. Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> we haven't heard much from the back room this week. So I'm going to be Carl Lewis because we look so similar. And I'm going to pass the baton onto the boys in the box, our producers, Joe and Kieran. We normally hear them chime in, but they've been very quiet this week. So, hey, boys. Yeah. Heads down, bums up. Hey, how are we going? How are you going? What's been your highlight of the week so far, Joe? Uh, what's the highlight of my week? Um, well, I successfully scraped off the um, carpet off the bottom of my uh, of the pot. My, my flatmate uh, put a boiling pot on the ground. It, like, burned off part of the carpet and it stuck to the bottom of, uh, of the pot. So I had to peel it off and I've kind of, like, put it back on. I've kind of glued it back on. So that's what? the highlight of my week. <laughs> Yeah. Who puts a pot on a carpet? Wow. I don't know what she's doing. She just panicked. It's like it, it boiled over. She just panicked and just put it on the carpet. She walked through the kitchen to to the family room and put it on the carpet. Kids, do you wow. flat? Home DIY. Nice work. Yeah. Nah, I'm actually still at home with mum and dad, eh? Yeah. So like, I was no I was literally just thinking while Joe was saying that I should have gone first because I, I like <laughs> I was gonna say FIFA came out this week, you know? Like, I've been, I've been a pretty, you know? That's like the, I'm like, oh yeah, just just being at home with mum and dad playing FIFA, you know? What else? Yeah, burning fire. You know, yeah. Oh Jesus, you know? I did I did oh, the dishes last night. That was a highlight last night. Hey, sorry, yes. You'll be eating proper, eh, kids? What's, oh. what's been for dinners at your house? Not a mince pie like Joe last nah. night. Horrendous. Come on, what have you been eating? Last night we actually had some lovely sausages, bit of mashed potato, uh, fried, Ooh. oh, not fried, broccoli, and um, what's called? Yeah. What's the one? It's like, it's a white cauliflower. That's it. <laughs> you know? See, don't ask me to cook. You know, I'm, I'm 19, still with mum and dad. I have a lovely girlfriend who's extremely good at cooking, so unfortunately I've just never actually got the opportunity. I need to learn to cook. But that's that's what I need to do. But a cheese sauce? Charlotte, cheese sauce? I actually love the cheese sauce. Ooh. Yeah, I'll go with a bit of that. But yeah, yeah. Might have to run a um, cooking clinic for the lads, Trudy. <laughs> Pots on the carpet. Bears and Izzy cookbook. Yeah, there you go. Um, and, and you guys, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned about how I'd watch Pity Weppo on TV, and I said, could we get him on? And you did. And then you said, hey, that went so well, Trudes. Who do you want next? And I asked for David Beckham, and yeah, yeah. like still waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're working on it. I'm so close. I am so close. I'm telling you what. <laughs> like, me and him are, like, are chatting. We're like, getting on really well. I've, I'm in direct contact with him. Well, today would have been the day, because it was this day, 2009. One. So 20 years ago today that David Beckham scored that sumptuous free kick that took England to the World Cup final. So today would have been the day, guys. Uh, I remember Too the late? one. Too late oh. to get him like, after seven? Um, I think he's busy. <laughs> tomorrow, 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 guys. We will endeavour to figure out what he's doing. He's in Miami these days, isn't he, with a football team, so... No, like, like, onto that. I wouldn't rule it out yet. Never say never. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, is he? Never say never. Hey, hey Trudy, yes, Trudy, uh, I sent I sent Louis uh, that power, the cream power that uh, Pity did. He sent me a video, and he sent uh, the the dip that he made. So if Louis might show you through the break. So Thank there you go. You. We'll do that Love now. That. Now it's news for the, with Trudy. Uh, from me, we'll get over to Liam Lawson. He's a busy man. 
We all know what incredible roots New Zealand has in motorsport. Folklore with names like Amon, McLaren, Dixon and SENZ's very own Greg Murphy. And so, so many more greats of the sport having represented New Zealand at the peak of petrol. There's a teenage sensation who could be set to join the list one day though and his name is Liam Lawson. This week it was confirmed the Kiwi would get a crack in a Formula 1 seat this year when he gets a crack for AlphaTauri in the Young Drivers Test in Abu Dhabi. Liam is currently in Europe flying his trade in the Formula 1 2 Series. He's been good enough to take our call this morning. Good morning, Liam. A morning here. It's probably afternoon over there. Well, it's actually night time, but yeah, good good morning to everyone back home. Um, and yeah, firstly, thank you for your kind words, but uh, and thank you for, for having me. No worries, mate. How you going? How's it going? Some incredible news over the last couple of days, mate. You've been you've been on fire. Yeah, it's been really good. Really, really good. Uh, the the it's been mixed, honestly, with with Formula Two and DTM this year. Um, obviously, I would have liked Formula Two to go a little bit better up to this point, but DTM has been. Um, Fantastic, really, to, to be at this point now um, going into the last round fighting for the championship is is awesome. And as you said, the the Formula One news, um, I mean, that's just that's incredible. It's something that's it hasn't quite hit me yet. I think obviously when I when I'm going to the test um, and I, I get to meet the whole team, then I think it'll I'll yeah realize how um, how how cool it's going to be because obviously it's something I've dreamed of since I was a kid. Yeah. yeah, fair enough, Liam. Although many people would say you are still a kid, mate. It's pretty like life's coming at you, <laughs> coming at you fast, bro. So, give us the lowdown in New Zealand exactly what this young drivers test is and how it all works and how this process played about. We'd love to know a bit more about it. Um, so basically, it's uh, literally one or two days after the F1 season finishes in Abu Dhabi, um, and they basically. Uh, it's it's called the the young drivers test, and I'm I'm not sure if it's two cars from each team or it's at, at least one car from each team. They have to put uh, mm. uh, they basically select the young driver to, to 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 drive the car. So in the past, some some drivers um, had the opportunity to to make money and get an opportunity to drive, but obviously um, we'd never be able to afford that. So it's something that I've been lucky enough to um, to be obviously selected by by Red Bull. Um, and uh, get the opportunity to, to do it here. So I'll, I'll work with. I'll be in Alphatory. I'll work with the, the whole team um, over the over the test. And, and I mean, every every year, obviously, I, from when I step up into different things, from Formula Four to Formula Three to Formula Two, it's it's a step up. But going to F1, even from uh, working with the team, the Ripple Racing team, and the and the Formula One factory, just doing simulator work, it's it's another world. So um, from what I understand, it's uh, it's going to be a big learning curve. Mate, look, for us novices back here, what what are the major differences between the F2 and the Formula 1? You spoke about the, the difference in driving. Can you explain to us a bit more about that? Yeah, basically like the, the F1 and... car is... Yeah, well, well I mean, the, the, the Formula 2 car is, um, is definitely a bit of a step up from the Formula 3 car that I drove last year. It's got a lot more power. Yeah. It's a bit heavier and it's a bit bigger, uh, but the F1 car is obviously designed to be as fast as literally possible. From um, they have if the, the amount of, of, of money that that Formula One team spend every single year is um, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in development and trying to make these cars go as fast as possible. So it's basically got uh, a lot more downforce, a huge amount more downforce, and a lot more power. 
Um, so the, the biggest thing that most people struggle with when going to the F1 car is um, literally the mainly your neck, honestly, holding your holding your head up because you're pulling up the um, five five to six G sometimes for for a long period of time. Yeah, that's insane, mate. And look, I, I know this—you probably get sick of people talking about drive to survive, but I feel like that's how a lot of us. That's about the extent we know. And you watch those athletes, the Formula One athletes, doing these stretches and trying to have themselves in peak performance. So, what do you actually do to train, and how are you kind of strengthening yourself, knowing that this could be on the horizon? And I'm sure if your career goes exactly the way you want it to be, you'd end up there. So, how are you kind of going from a physical aspect? Um, well, basically, honestly, the, the training for Formula 2 is quite different because uh, the Formula 2 car is, uh, has got no power steering, so it's really heavy to turn. And the way the, way the, um, the geometry and the, and the steering rack, it's, it, it's just really, really heavy. So, honestly, a lot of our training is, is strength-based. Uh, then for the long periods of, of the long races that we do, it's also... Um, a lot of cardio work and neck as well, but honestly, it's it's arguably more physical um, to drive an F2 car just because of how heavy it is to turn. Um, but the F1 car has power steering. I mean, it's not like a, a power steering on a road car, but it's got assistance basically there. Um, so it's easier to turn, but then you just get thrown around in the car so much more because it's so much quicker, and obviously pulling a lot more G, you're driving for a lot longer as well. Um, yeah. Mate, you've got one one hand on on the racing uh, wheel at the moment with AlphaTauri and, and and a chart. How do we get you? How do you elevate to get two feet in there, two hands on the steering wheel, so you driving in the F one? Well, this is a, a huge step. Obviously, to to get my first test is uh, is, is massive. I need to um, yeah. basically prepare myself uh, for for it. Physically, is going to be the main thing because. Um, I think the one of the most common things is for drivers to get in their one car and lose their neck, basically. Um, and the, the problem is, you can, you know, if you're working out in the gym or you're, and you're doing you're doing strength stuff, obviously you start to get tired, but you can normally push through it. But with with your neck, once it goes, it's gone, and there's no getting it back. Like you, you, you need days to recover. Um, so if wow. one of the one of the main things that that happens is when you break um, from 350 kilometers an hour in, in an F1 car. Uh, you break it about you break at the same marks that we break in an F2, um, and you're going so much quicker. So the, the G-force when you break your head, if you can't hold your head up, you can't see the corner basically. So um, that's that's really the the biggest thing is making sure that I'm prepared for the test. Um, I think next year I am going to have potentially the opportunity to do a few Friday free practice one sessions uh, on the Formula One race weekends. Um, which would also be uh, a big step. But for me, I need to, whatever we decide, whatever the Red Bull decides on next year for me, whether it's Formula 2 again or, or whatever it is, um, I basically need to, to do the best job in that possible and, and hopefully that'll give me enough um, to, to get a seat. Mate, what are you shrugging? What are you shrugging in the gym? You must be <laughs> shrugging a ton to keep your neck up. What are you shrugging? <laughs> Honestly, a lot of it, yeah, some of our training is, uh, is some similar to what boxes and things like that would do. Like, you see videos of, uh, of, of some, uh, whether it's UFC fighters or boxers, when they're holding their head up on, basically holding their body weight and the of a bench and uh, and doing reps like that. And we do that as well. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of band work. Like, we have these cable systems where you wear, like, a harness around your head, and then my trainer will just pull on it, and I hold my body weight with it. 
um, mm. and stuff like that. It's it's really unique way of training. Well, if you ever get in any trouble out on the racetrack and you cut someone off and they give you the old two fingers, at least you'll be good to go, mate, with all that UFC training. You'll be uh, ready to rumble, which is good. we got Liam, Law- <laughs> Liam, Liam Lawson on the line. He's a, a gun Kiwi motor car driver, and he's getting his chance in an F1 seat later this year. If you've got any texts, double eight, double three, we'll put them to Liam. We've got to let him get back to his life. But, mate, I'm really curious about the relationships when you get to this elite level of... Um, motorsport how important is it to know people and you know coming from New Zealand we don't have the funds that we can obviously compete with the big powerhouses so your relationships with the key men and and ladies and people in Formula One and that level how do you explain that um it's basically something I've just been extremely fortunate to to be picked up by Red Bull because without without them I would never have had the budget to do even Formula 3 a couple of years ago, so um, I was fortunate enough to be to be picked up by them, and through Red Bull now um, is where the rest of the connections are coming for me, which is uh, which is really really cool. Every year I get um, introduced to, to new people. Um, this year I, I got to um, do. Uh, I've, I've basically now been introduced to the Formula One simulator, um, so not just a simulator we use for for F2 stuff. I now have have done some simulator work for the Formula One team, so I've got to meet all the guys. Um, running, running the simulators and the engineers there, and um, I, honestly, that's really where where the connections for me have have, have come from, just through Red Bull. Nice man. Hey, I just want to ask you about Brendan Hartley. He was our last F1 driver uh, involved from New Zealand on the big stage. Have you got a relationship with him, and has he been able to give you some advice heading into the next part of your your journey? I basically, I've only found out about the F1 stuff pretty recently, so. I haven't had a chance to speak to Brendan about the F1 stuff yet, but through through the last couple of years, um, Brendan is someone that has always been accessible to me to reach out to. He's always come back to me. Uh, I actually did a, a uh, was it a year ago now, just over a year ago, um, I did a day at a go-kart track with, with Brendan and we were um, we were driving around on track together. So that was really, really cool <laughs> to do. Um, but yeah, Brendan's always been someone that's... Um, Really, really nice. To, he's always basically responded um, whenever whenever I've reached out to him, which is really cool. No, oh, that's awesome. That's the Kiwi spirit, Lee. And where's home for you back here? Who's who will be listening, and where will they be around New Zealand? I live when I'm home. At least I'm, uh, my family's in in Auckland um, in Pukekohe right now. So um, they, uh, yeah, all back there. I'm trying to get home right now uh, for, for the end of the year. I'm trying to put quarantine, but so far the last three weeks in a row have been denied. So, um, which is really frustrating, but um, yeah, yeah it, it's looking less and less likely that I'm actually going to be able to make it home to the family this year. Oh, mate, well, you're born in Hastings, so we'll claim you. We'll claim you from Hawke's Bay, eh? You're born in Hastings, so we'll, we can claim you, Liam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome hey, stuff, mate. Man. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. We got a text here. Best motorsport interview we've heard in ages. Great insight. That's well done. So thank you so much for your amazing insights. Uh, Liam Lawson, we're proud of you, mate. Keep going uh, well overseas. You're flying the flag with pride, and uh, we look forward to chatting to you in the future. Liam Lawson. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. No worries, man. What a champion bloke. Is he 19 years old out there hanging with the absolute heavy hitters in the world of motorsport, getting his chance in a Formula One seat in the Young Drivers Test later this year mm. for Alpha Tori and Abu Dhabi? And doesn't he just sound cruisy and calm like any other Kiwi team? Oh, mate, just some of the uh, information he was able to share, like, 
it, I don't obviously you know there's big parts the racing and I thought he'd be focusing on a lot of other things but he's focusing on the neck which makes sense pulling five G's you end up to a corner at 320 clicks an hour and you've got to stop and break and um, yeah just fascinating little insights there from from Leon Lawson so if you've missed that oh, go over to the podcast because that is an outstanding interview well what a great get for you Louis. Good get, mate. Louis oh, gets some great interviews. Well done, bud. Don't, mate, don't worry about me. It's Liam Lawson's the star, mate. He just answers his phone and says, yeah, bro, we'll chat. And he's got family down there in Pukekohe that'll be listening either on the SENZ app or on the uh, Auckland channel. So um, it's awesome to have Kiwis around the world that are happy to kind of share their story. And, and we wish him luck trying to get home. And that, again, it's mm. another story of a guy who is trying to get home to see his whanau and doing, plying his trade. He can't drive a Formula One car in New Zealand, all right? He has to go overseas mm. to do it. So let the let the kid live and let him back into the country. Anyway, any other messages or anything you took from Leon Lawson or you want to send him a congratulations, send them through to us, double eight, double three, and we'll pass them on. Um, yeah, really proud of him. Is he Benji Marshall? He mean how much does he mean how much does he mean to you? Oh mate, he's the reason I started supporting West Tigers and watching league. So I'll, I'll explain in this next wee, uh, piece that I've written for, for Benji how much he really means to me. Beautiful stuff, because I know he means a lot to, to you out there. He's been very influential in New Zealand. So a lot of people like yourself, Izzy, will be thinking similar after his retirement yesterday. Let's go into it a bit more. Let's delve into that after this. I'm Baz Nizzi for breakfast. It's 18 minutes past 7 o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 minutes past 7 o'clock. Uh, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and we're glad to have you today on a lovely October's day. Benji Marshall yesterday, some news coming through post the grand final, and we spoke to him last week, and he was up in the air about what his future looked like. Well, he will be retiring, so what does he mean to you, and what does his career represent to you? Double eight, double three, or please give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800 150 He is a player who has been extremely influential for many league and rugby fans as well growing up and I know Izzy's got some words to say. Benji Marshall, from Whakatane to the big stage, inspiring kids from all walks of life. Thank you, Benji. Thank you for all the memories. As a union kid growing up, I never watched much league, but when I was at high school and this curly-headed kid with sideburns Elvis would be proud of was running around Australia bamboozling people left, right and centre, it made me stop and go, who is this kid? What is this game? Benji Marshall from Whakatane, New Zealand. That made it even more special, knowing that someone from a small town of Whakatane can head to Australia and absolutely dominate on the big stage. I know I speak for many kids around Aotearoa with memories of running around their backyards, ball in hand, goose-stepping with their tongues out, doing behind-the-back passes there to their mates yelling, Benji, every time. I mean, we probably could have passed the ball normally, but no one will remember that. We all wanted to be Benji Marshall from Whakatane. Through the success 
has been many a setbacks and injuries, but you showed with resilience and hunger, unmatched, that no matter what was thrown your way, if you have a purpose and drive that is unmatched, you can achieve greatness. So I think I can speak on behalf of many out there when I say thank you, Benji. Thank you for inspiring and showing young kids, especially Māori kids around our beautiful country, that is anything is possible with hard work, dedication, perseverance, dreams simply do come true. In years to come, as time passes, players and coaches' names slowly begin to fade as new talent from across the Tasman dominates the TV. But I know that won't be the same. You, brother, will go down as one of the GOATs, one of the all-time greats. Enjoy this time with Zoe Fox and that little Princess Eva, because trust me, now the real mahi starts. Tēnā rawa atu koe. Thank you very much, Benji. Thank you very much. Arise, Sir Benji. How amazing is he? What an absolute icon. Um, yeah, no, touching words, man, because he, he didn't just inspire, you're right, like leagueies, it was every kid, uh, Pakiha, Māori, Pacific Island mm. kids, everybody was doing Benji flick passes. When he did that in the grand final on the biggest stage, it was like, it was like, what have we just seen? Who would do that? Who would have the audacity to do that? Mm. And it was just like backyard that was key, as Kiwi as it comes, right? So he inspired all walks of kids, boys, girls, yeah, all, all ethnicities. It was just like it, you couldn't not love Benji, right? Ah, oh, mate, like that's it. Like I, did, I didn't watch league, you know, like I wasn't, but he made me watch league. And that's what, when you got players and athletes out there that can draw people in, can inspire. That's what it's about. That's what it's about for me. And, and Benji did that for, for myself. I vividly remember this day. We were in Havelock North at Havelock High. We're playing touch with all my mates from Lindisfarne. And uh, my mate Sonny, uh, uh, Sully, he calls himself Sully Bill. So obviously he thinks he's <laughs> Sonny Bill. So he's running around doing Sonny Bill offloads. I've got my tongue out doing, uh, you know, could have passed it normally, but I go behind the back part, back my. Go do the back behind my back pass to my mate, and I'm yelling Benji. You know, like that's what it's about when you've got memories that that re- that resonate with you, and and you think that that's when you know someone has inspired. And and not only me, I know there'll be people around the country that have have the same kind of uh, memories from Benji uh, and what he was able to achieve on the field. And I heard him yesterday. Uh, there was a quote saying the best thing he got about it out of his career was. Uh, going back to Fakatani and showing the people in Fakatani and his family that anything is possible, that you can achieve on the big stage if you put work and you dedicate and you are you are driven, that anything is possible and possible. And that is the biggest thing I get that he has inspired the next generation in New Zealand to go out there and and achieve big things. So thank you, Benji. Um, now the real time works like uh, the real Mahi starts because he's got a young daughter Eva and I've got a young daughter and now oh, wow good luck brother good luck <laughs> is he, so, yeah is um, he, I've got a text here sorry you go no no you go I was just going to I, I was just gonna say you're right the young mate the Mahi starts <laughs> now how, how about this with his young boy in the press conference yesterday have a listen to this I told you not to cry <laughs> um 
first of all, I just want to thank everyone for coming, um, especially the boys. Now, one, one thing about playing professional sport is, um, is you play for your mates and uh, you want to let each other, each other down. So to see all you boys here today, uh, really appreciate that. Oh, and you can just hear his son and you see his son there and he's saying, don't cry, son, and then he wells up himself. It was just one of the most vulnerable and amazing. It just, for me, summed up like kind of guy he is. He's such a good man, and it was just amazing to see. That's all I wanted to say. No, that's good, mate. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, real men, real men share the emotions, and that's a mean, like a family, they bring it out on you. So I uh, loved it. I got a text here, did Israel play Benji in Super Rugby? No, nah, I never played him in uh, Super Rugby, so never got the opportunity. Um to play Benji, but um, yeah, I want to hear from you at home. Did the Benji inspire? What are your greatest memories of Benji playing? Double eight, double three. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Or oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Of course, the Kennards higher phone line will clear some messages. We'll get to some messages and talk to you about Benji um, shortly. Yeah, what a career, what a man. Thanks for sharing, Izzy. Love it, mate. Right now, it's time for the no news worries. with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Yeah, Murph and McIver. Murph, one of the goats of New Zealand motorsport, of of course. Tonight on SENZ, uh, Liam Lawson, who we spoke to just after 7 o'clock, he could become one of the goats because that kid has it all. So if you've missed that chat, go to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast channels and go have a listen to Liam Lawson. I know Greg Murphy has a huge opinion of him. 0800 150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. We'd love to hear from you. We might get to a call shortly. But just quickly, Izzy, update a story we've been following. England have held positive talks with Cricket Australia as they seek to move a step closer to confirming the Ashes can go ahead as planned. So this is all about what they can do around quarantines, how many players are happy to go into a large bubble and what they will need to do. So they are believed to have been at a better meeting than a previous one on Sunday. The ECB will meet on Friday to decide whether or not the series due to begin on the 8th of December, so two months away, will take place. And the Sunrisers Hydrobrad with Kane Williamson. Well, they got a win this morning over Virat Kohli and Royal Challengers Bangalore. So just yet again, Kane Williamson doing what he does, beating Virat. Uh, but yeah, 0800 150 I think we've got a caller on the line, is he? We do. Morning, Zaid. Good morning. I had a um, cool question before what I was going to get on to say. What was that um, news about Julian Savier just before on the news? He is out, made, uh, made it out of Auckland and will be joining a, a Wellington for their game against Canterbury tomorrow night. So, so what, does that mean anything about the Auckland teams getting out of Auckland if he's allowed to get out? Uh, probably not uh, quite. Great question. But good question. <laughs> um, but I was going to go on to my, um, my convo about Benji. He was a great rugby league player. Um, obviously, him and um, Robbie Farrell were, were absolute greats. So I might have got on the Tigers bandwagon as a young kid. But I don't want to be too mean, but I am going to be a little bit mean to him. I do bleed blue and um, have been a big Blues member for a good few years now. But he, he was an absolute um, absolute disaster at the Blues. But he did bring the Blues a sponsor in NIB, for about, who is still is the sponsor. Um, so he's bringing the Blues a bit of money in and um, obviously sold the Blues quite a few shirts with the sponsor on it. And um, I was going to give you guys a few tips for your... Um, showdown i don't know if you have or not maybe if you wanted to get on hawks bay 12 and under because i know you love hawks bay or if you wanted to get on the um cold cutter night riders to win tomorrow because um 
that's obviously um, Baz's team, who's your guys' um, yeah. main host. But you're, is is he's is he's holding the fort down while he's away in um, well, you're holding the fort while he's in uh, Kolkata right now. Coaching yeah, Kolkata, yeah, sorry, no, in Dubai. Well. Well, look at that. Hawks Bay Unders, you reckon, into Calcutta Night Riders. I like that. I like that. Hey, uh, yeah, I know what you mean with Benji at the Blues. Look, he, uh, hats off. He gave it a go. He gave it a go. It didn't work out. He he admitted that. Everyone else admitted that. But like you said, he bought a sponsorship and, and he brought the numbers to the field. But, yeah. No, nah, thanks for that call, Zade. Really appreciate it, mate. We've got James on the line. Morning, James. Oh, morena. Morena, Zade. How are you? I'm good, James. Morena, bro. You got some uh, Benji Marshall memories. Yeah, so my favourite memory is uh, 08 World Cup A eh, when we played Australia. Yes, um, yes. And the kick that was put in, and then Billy Slater, you know, and he took it to the sideline. Oh, brain explosion. And Benji Marshall scored in the corner, you know, and then we just felt like we could win it. And against, you know, you look at that Aussie lineup, man, it was stacked, you know, and everything against yeah, us. Mate. But we won that World Cup, and mm. that's one of the biggest memories that I have of us. Uh, well, Benji playing, man, and it was just so good to, you know, finally win it after so many years and never yeah. having won it before. Yeah, bro, I totally agree, James. I totally agree. How good, how good was it that uh, Wayne Bennett was the assistant for the Kiwis and they've both been able to uh, have the fairy tale finish, not in the end with the, the grand final, but being able to finish together, that's pretty special. Yeah, well, he got to finish, you know, on his own terms. He got to finish at a, at a grand final. Mm. And, you know, I think some people probably may, would have written him off by now, but, yeah, it was good to see him go out like this. And um, just one more comment. You know, you talked to that guy yesterday about the MLB, mate, and Cole, you know, he got yep. pulled after two innings, mate. He's ace, $39 million a I... year, mate, and he couldn't even last two innings, but let's go. Let's <laughs> I go. know, bro. I know, bro. Could, we could have pitched better than that, eh? <laughs> mate, imagine that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> 39 million bro and he gets pulled he gets pulled after two innings wow wee <laughs> hey thanks very much James appreciate the call brother appreciate it man have a good day beautiful stuff is he uh, awesome. yeah he did Cole got you could have pitched better on one on one leg mate he got bold <laughs> he was no good um, but yeah appreciate your call from Zade and James Benji is it a lovely I love that yeah. I love that Louis I love that I love the callers calling in we really appreciate your call so give us a call 0800 150 that was some good memories of Benji and we can talk a bit of MLB we can talk whatever you want we love it it's good Yep, absolutely, mate. We're here for anything on SCNZ, including the NPC and the Ranfley Shield. So Zade reckons we should take Hawks Bay unders. It could be the bet. Mm. Let's find out how confident the man coming up next is, Andrew Goodman, before we make our decision. Head coach of Tasman coming right up. It is 17 minutes away from eight. Hey, a quick answer to Zade's question before asking about the Auckland-based teams. So Savia has been given an exemption to leave Auckland and join rugby, and this was because he was one of the six Auckland-based players who had to return to the city after they were wrongfully exempted to travel. So you might remember this from a couple of weeks ago. But the paperwork's been filled out, the T's have been crossed, I's have been dotted, and he's rejoined the Lions. So it's unrelated to the Auckland teams. Zade, a good question. The latest on that is that... uh, uh, NZR has released week seven of the Bunnings NPC draw, and it still excludes the Auckland-based teams who are currently unable to rejoin the competition. But Hawks Bay and Tasman don't really care because this weekend it's all about the Shield, Izzy. Oh, that's the only game on this weekend, isn't it? Well, Hawks Bay have knocked off the Battle of the Bays, sending Bay plenty back home, and this weekend they'll try to do the same to the other Bay, Tasman. 
Yes, after a long time, they'll begin to crack at the shield when they travel up to Hawke's Bay to take on the Magpies. Andrew Goody Goodman is the head coach of Tasman, Mark Hall. And he has been good enough to take our call this morning. G'day, Goody. Morning, Mads. How are you? I'm good, Goody. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Bit of excitement up <laughs> down these ways, obviously, and a bit of energy going around. And Looking forward to getting up to the bay, up to your hometown, mate. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a tough, tough game. And uh, But we're just looking forward to giving you a real good crack and getting a much shield fever for, a, for uh, you know, it's been a long time between drinks. It has, mate. It has. You've spoke about it. It's been a long time between drinks. Has has there been a lot of excitement, a lot of hype? I know they've chartered a few flights from Nelson, and obviously with news yesterday, there might be a bit of a crowd there in Hawke's Bay. So is there a bit of excitement building in the Nelson region? Yeah, first of all, around the crowd, it'd be awesome, mate, to get a bit of atmosphere there. I know um, Hawke's Bay are a real proud um, shield province, so it'll be, I'm sure it'll be really well supported, especially us not being able to go to the games lately, yeah, and it's great to have some uh, some, some of our supporters coming up, loyal supporters, so um, yeah, it'll be good to have a bit of noise and a bit of atmosphere there, hopefully. Uh, you're heading into the game with some uh, a confidence after a wee, wee little slip-up that, that you probably weren't happy with against Waikato, but you put on a pretty clinic, bit of clinical performance against Southland, um, so you're heading into this game with a lot of confidence, and, and your leaders, Mitchell Hunt, Quinn and Strain leading the way during the week? Yeah, no, they've uh, been outstanding all year, Dagger. You know, they're good lads, good young lads, and they're uh, mm. on and off the field. They go pretty well, and they're, uh, they're leading the boys well. And yeah, as you said, it's, uh, there was a, you know, the Waikato game wasn't, wasn't a great performance, but it was good to see some improvement um, going south. And what we know, you're going up to the bay, it's, it's a whole other level that we've got to you know, keep getting better if we're going to have a good crack at them. What, what do you think the, the difference is when you go against the Hawks Bay at home? They are pretty tough in their own backyard. What have you spoken about those little little things during during the game, during the week that you want to try and nail? What are those? Yeah, discipline's going to be a big one for us, eh? Because I've got a you know got a good set piece, and when they get entries into your twenty two, they're uh, pretty clinical there. Um, led well up front by Ash, and um, the other part of the game is they've got amazing backline as well. They're good on the counter and turnover, so. Discipline around uh, penalties and discipline on the ball to make sure they don't get those turnover and counter opportunities. Hey, Goody, you guys have had a lot of practice in finals weeks and around kind of do or die games. What does the Shield kind of rank, or how do you kind of compare a Shield week towards a finals week? It's pretty similar, I reckon, AD. Like, um, just look at the game, especially that last phase, 21, the intensity, um, even though it was a game played after you know, that four weeks. Uh, of lockdown, the, the intensity of the game compared to the other games in that round was definitely a step up. And um, now this is probably a bit of hype around this one because we haven't had a challenge for a while and uh, didn't play Hawks Bay last year. And you know the mm. winners of the championship, winners of the premiership kind of thing. So it's yeah, it's going to be a big battle for a number of reasons. And obviously uh, the points table as well were pretty tight, pretty tight comp. Um, at the moment, so it's a, it's a big game for not only the Shield, but for competition points as well. Mate, you've you lost a, a ton of experience, you know, over the last year with, with a lot of the boys going on to higher honours, and we don't begrudge that. Outstanding from the lads. Have you been happy with, with the guys that have stepped up into those roles? And, and you've obviously pulled a Regan Ware on into the squad as well, and how's he been transitioning? And Andrew Newstub I saw as well the other day. 
Yeah, yeah. No, the first of all, just around the young, the young boys, like we've uh, they've done a great job, and I suppose um, credit to the to the all those boys that have um, mm. headed away. They've they've helped put those boys in a really good position. The way they've um, transitioned those boys and helped them out over the last couple of years. So great to see young Will uh, Dave's brother in the 15 jersey last week, and yeah. um, a young Matthew Springer who's first year out of school, you know, doing his thing on the wing. Bit of bit of comparison to a young Izzy, though, I reckon actually. <laughs> like, like, you know. Bit of chat floating around. So, um, oh. no, he's a good young kid. And then, uh, yeah, obviously awesome to have, um, yeah, you know, with the injuries we've had to be able to call on someone like Regis Experience, who's uh, been on the world stage with the Sevens, but also has been a successful uh, 15s player as well. And Stubbs, Stubbs is a, uh, there'd be no well. He's, Played a lot of his rugby uh, in the Tasman region, so it's good to have him. He's a he's a top lad, and um, he'll be looking forward to getting a crack. Hey Andrew, the, you say the competition's um it's really tight this year, and it's kind of been condensed and it's kind of been turned upside down a little bit. How have, when we ask each coach we've had on this, like how have you guys kind of dealt with the uncertainty? Are you just taking it week by week and trying to stay on top of the next assignment? Yeah, you have to really. Eh? Look, we've uh, we're supposed to be playing counties in North Harbour the next two weeks, so. Um, it's just yeah, give everything to this week, and then we'll um, see what happens for the for the weeks following. And you know, we're all uh, fingers crossed that this latest um, exemption for these Auckland teams works, because we know uh, how those lads up there will be feeling, and we'd love to have them back in the comp. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of days what plays out. All right, Goody. All right, Goody. You played for for Tasman over a hundred times. You're you're a stalwart, mate. You're a Tasman man. What would it mean this Saturday to lift that shield? Yeah, I tried not to take myself there too much, Dagger. Obviously, the mind yeah. uh, the mind drifts away every now and then, and you you know you envision what what that would mean. It would, it would be bloody special, mate. We um, yeah. you know, like the Bay, we're a proud little uh, province of rugby. Marlborough and Nelson, um, obviously, Marlborough had it. In 1973, and it hasn't hasn't been back since. So, um, yeah, for, for the not only the older generation but the younger kids in the area, I think it would it would be just an amazing thing to get back and you know get that buzz for rugby continuing in in the, in the region up at the top of the south. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. Well, all the best on Saturday. I'll be there, so I'll catch up with you on Saturday oh, afternoon. It's going to be an absolute cracking game. It's going to be a cracking game, Goody. I'm looking forward to it, not man. Not too biased on those comments. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, Goody. I'm upstairs. Actually, Expert, Goody, bud. Actually, Goody, what you do, and this is, they're going to put it on TV, but if you want a little bit of pre-game entertainment to lighten the mood for the lads, they reckon Izzy's going yeah. to have to walk up these stairs on this crut, these crutches. So you oh, just no. so turn around, get the lads to get their Snapchat. Yeah, I'll be watching that. I'll be watching that. <laughs> 105 clicks, some of the crutches up there. Oh, man, it's going to be a sight. I said, I said to Smithy, I'll give him a race, so watch that. We'll, we'll have a wee race. <laughs> That'd be good stuff, man. Hey, all the best, Goody. Thanks for joining us, mate. Cheers, man. No worries. Awesome. Uh, I don't know. Like we've talked about this race a couple of times this year with you and Smithy, and we maybe we have to ask Paul Mawati to open a book on it. Like <laughs> open a book. Yeah, who would? Be- I've actually thought about it, and it's gonna. It's it's actually gonna be pretty hard if he doesn't beat me. Like there's something wrong because, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna. Uh, I don't know. I'll go test it out. It would- yeah, I reckon. Put some odds on it. Oh, Who do you reckon will win? <laughs>
<laughs> Give us a text. Double Do- eight, double three. Is he? And what are we talking? Fifty meters? Because can Smithy go a hundred? <laughs> what do you, That's these are the, like these. Oh, are Smithy the, will go. He's a competitor, mate. He's a competitor. So we'll, yeah, we'll have a race, I reckon. Who do you reckon will win? Up, up the McLean Park stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on crutches or Smithy? Um, who's what? He's his sixty-fifth birthday coming up this year. So not far away for the uh, from the pension, as Baz would say. Just to remind everybody, but we haven't had much of that chat since Baz has been WW, but we will soon when he returns. It is yeah, we seven, won't poke the bear. We won't <laughs> poke the bear. He's been very good to us. Seven minutes away from eight. Benji Marshall, what does he mean to you? Let's keep talking about this. It's a great topic, and he is a great man. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Keep your messages coming through on double eight double three. Craig's come through with have a defibrillator on hand if Izzy. And Smithy have a race. I don't know who would need it, um, but I just that reminded me as he. Oh act. come on, Louis! Uh, oh, it could be the people in the crowd. They're laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> defibrillate the horse is actually racing race ten at Caulfield this weekend, paying eight dollars and fifty and two dollars seventy. We love defibrillate, is he? Yes, we do. We do. We love defibrillate, but we reckon eight fifty. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. We have got a few texts here. I'll just quickly. Ramble off some about Benji. Benji had the same effect on Kiwis that Kobe Bryant had. Just as every time you threw the paper ball in the bin and you yelled, Kobe, you had Kiwis around the mutu putting in a big step or a no-look pass and yelling, Benji. He's an icon of playground, an icon of New Zealand sport, a legend of the game of rugby league and an outstanding ambassador for the country. That is from Ben in Wellington. What a message, Ben. Thank you for sharing that. Benji Marshall's greatest moment for New Zealand was the 2010 Four Nations final. New Zealand were down two points down in the 78th minute. He ran the ball on the fifth tackle, 65 metres away, and handed the ball, handled the ball twice for Nathan Fiend to score in the 79th minute to win the Four Nations Championship. They won the Tri-Nations in 205, World Cup in 208, and Four Nations in 2010 under Marshall. That is from Jordan. What a great little insight, Jordan. Thank you so much for sharing he is an absolute champion, an icon of New Zealand sport. We are going to miss him, and, uh, yeah, we're going to celebrate his career. Well, maybe we just need to give him a comp. Hutchie just needs to open the checkbook. Maybe maybe he just needs to be <laughs> a new SENZ host. I mean, we love him that much here. He is an absolute icon of rugby league and New Zealand sport and mouldy pop culture, all of it. He's a champion. Anyway. I'm off for him at Cafe Coffee to stew on that idea a bit more. In the meantime, it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. And on the other side, we're talking netball. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday the 7th of October and it is just after 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock on this fantastic Thursday morning. What a morning we've had. What a morning we have had. We had Liam Lawson on. Liam Lawson, if you miss that, head over to our podcast on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Download the SENZ app and you'll hear that conversation. He spoke about the difference from going from F2 to F1, the training that's involved, and wow, neck. Your neck is very important. Your neck is very important when, you, when you're pulling 5Gs, 6Gs in the Formula 1 car. He explains all that is needed and what goes on behind the scenes. It's very, very insightful uh, interview with Liam Lawson. So head over to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast and you'll hear that. It was fantastic. Also spoke to about Benji Marshall this morning. Benji Marshall, the great Benji Marshall, is retiring. 
from Rugby League after 19 years. I wrote a wee thank you letter. I wrote a wee thank you letter. That'll also be on the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast podcast. So if you missed everything, get updated on the SNZ app and uh, all things podcast. That was uh, a very, very good couple of hours. Coming up anyway. Coming up anyway, we've got uh, our men's netball side take on the Silver Ferns starting this Sunday. Dallas Harema from the men's side talks to us about preparations, expectations from this series. And to finish it off, we all love a tip. We all love a tip. Reed loves a tip. Ask BMAC for one of his tips. You boys need it. Well, we're not going to ask BMAC because he just hasn't really talked to us over the last couple of days. Don't know what he's up to. Uh, so we're going to ask... <laughs> We're gonna ask. Um, we're gonna ask Jack, Jack Bruce, who gave us an absolute gem last week. Cool and Gatter won by ten lengths last start, so he's gonna bring us another tip, Reedy. So stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one. But anyway, coming up, the Cadbury, ser- Cadbury series between the Silver Ferns and the Aotearoa men's side is all set to start this Sunday. But who exactly will be lining up for the men's? COVID-19 has already taken its toll on the Silver Ferns international season and forced a three-test series to be moved from Hamilton to Wellington. Now six players from the Aotearoa men's side are waiting for exemptions to get there before the first test, which is Sunday. So hopefully that gets sorted ASAP. We're joined by men's mid-quarter, Dallas Harema, one of the 14 to be selected in the side. Morning, Dallas. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Doing good, mate. How you doing? How, how you been, man? Yeah, good, bro. Yeah, good, good. Just uh, busy, busy packing about the about to hit the flight. Hit the flight, night, mate. Hey, let's talk about this. You you've been out of the game for a wee while now. Tell us about your yeah. initial reactions when when you made the made the squad, mate. Were you, did you expect it? Were you nervous or you pumped? Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of that actually. Like. Um, yeah, I haven't played in the New Zealand team since, like, 2012. Last time I played the Ferns behind the scenes was, like, 2016. Um, anyway, when I saw the um, first Cadbury series in 2019, I was, well, I was actually stoked for men's netball just to get that level of exposure and all of that. But um, I was, it also yeah. came with a bit of a pang of, uh, right, I'm going to get back in that team. <laughs> nice, mate. Nice. And so... Yeah, were you we like what was the initial feelings? Were you, were you, did you did you expect it? Did you think it was on the cards after being out of the team for so long? And you know, how's the team yeah. coping after such a disrupted um, build up? Yeah, I was. Um, I don't know. I think I think you'll know. Is when when you when you've been a competitor for so long, you kind of always are, even if your body can't like, line up with your head. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give the selectors something to think about. So you know, tried to stick to my training regime as good as I could. Um, but yeah, when I got when I got selected, I was definitely shocked. Uh, for sure, yeah. I was shocked, but I was also pumped and excited as well. And um, yeah, I mean, the team was only announced a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah. there's been lots of Zoom calls, lots of, uh, you know, kind of relational connections because this team uh, has never played together before. We've played together at regional level and all that, but not, not at this particular level. So, yeah, first day of training camp today. Oh, that's awesome, Dallas. Hey, that's what I was going to ask you, man. Like, how do you – where are where are you guys picked from? And, like, is there a competition going on? How do you know? Like, how do you stack up your form? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, normally we like pre pre COVID days. We uh, we would have had our nationals um, tournament by now, where obviously all the regional teams come together and play at Nats. 
um, and then the team would normally be selected from there. And that, that, that was going to be the plan. Our nationals was meant to be in September, but obviously COVID's kind of um, stopped that from happening. And so and, um, instead, I think the selectors did look at the regional competitions, the South Island competition as well, um, and then probably just based on experience and who else, um, I guess, who was putting their hand up in other different ways as well. Yeah. Nice, mate. How important is this series for the future of men's netball, mate? When you get an opportunity to play the Silver Ferns, and I'll be honest, it's a it's a bit of it's a great watch to watch. Actually, you men's take it pretty serious and get right into the to the Wahinis. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, it means it mean it means heaps actually. Like um, we the the men's team or um, a makeup of men throughout the country have been playing against the Ferns for, I want to say, like up to 30 years behind the scenes, actually, you know, just to help help mm. the girls pre- prepare for their internationals, but as well as to help the men's team as well, um, prepare for our internationals mm. as well, which, you know, don't get as much coverage and, and is, isn't as well known. So it actually means quite a quite a lot for us to get this exposure um, uh, and, and also just to encourage other young, young, young boys, young men to get into the game as well. So, yeah, means mm. heaps. So the Silver Ferns have kind of used you guys here as a, a, a backstop and a, a level of competition they know they can expect. So in a way, is that a, like a great compliment that they know that you are worthy of playing them who, who I guess, go out and play consistently at that international level? Yeah, yeah, it is a, it is a massive compliment. Like, the, like we do play a different, a different style of game, um, you know, and we do bring something to them that, that they might not necessarily face on, a, on an international level against other women's teams um and so it does give them something to think about and it keeps them on their toes like um uh so yeah i think it does add a lot a lot to their game and, and i think dame Knowles and and auntie debs have, have had a lot to do alongside <laughs> new zealand of course and um making sure that the men's um game is not only exposed at that kind of more public level but that um yeah we're we, we kind of used more um alongside the women's team what what is that style mate that's really interesting so how is it different and is it because of the body shapes and physicality can you explain that a bit more well well to be honest i think the girls are a lot fitter than us <laughs> i think i think they're a lot fitter and a lot more agile maybe i should just speak for myself um and so yeah they 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 definitely play a, a fast a fast game and we we can as well but obviously we can um bring a bit more of an aerial game um to 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 our kind of makeup because of because of the height differences on some ends you know in different places yeah. and um and, and, and a lot of the guys actually um, have um, have a lot of flair, so they like to be able to play with that, you know, and, it, and it's actually really cool to see. It's great. It's great for the game, for, for, for people to see that. So, yeah. So last year you had a seven-footer in the goal, in the goal and, and you were able to play that aerial game. This year, do you have a similar height in the aerial, uh, in the goal shooting area? Are you able to play the same game, or do you have to mix it up and try and play fast because you don't have that aerial game at, in, with losing the seven-footer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've still got some pretty. I mean, I don't know how tall they are. They're a lot taller than me. <laughs> Put it that way. But um, <laughs> we've still got some tall fellas down down both ends. Um, uh, and so, yeah, they'll they'll be on the court, and we'll definitely use that to our advantage. But we also have, you know, the more average height people, um, and that'll just change up our game in terms of how we feed them and you know get the ball to the circle edge and feed it into the shooters and all of that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, hey. so now we're, we're, we're excited. Yeah, you, well, you would be, man. It's going to be so great to watch. And I love that they're putting on free to ear tally as well, so all the whanau can tune in and, and have a look. Have you um have you worked out who the, the so the Silver Fern squad was announced yesterday? So have you had a look at the mid-quarters and who you might be coming up against? Oh, you know what? Like, well, I think all of them will be a, ch- a challenge. Definitely all of them, just with their fitness and agility and experience and court smarts. Like, they're just all good. I'm not. I'm not sure how I'd feel about going up against Peter Toyava. She <laughs> is. She's awesome. I mean, all of them are awesome in their own right. But she's a great one to watch, and she's so sneaky uh, on on the court. And I mean, she's possibly would be the one that I'd be up against in that kind of centre, and I'd be playing centre wing defence kind of position. So, yeah. Hey, um, what about the netball, like men's netball in New Zealand? We've we've just had an announcement today. Super rugby. Old Picky has uh, been announced for the women's side, and it's been something that's been spoken about for a very long time, the women's rugby teams uh, getting an opportunity to play professionally in the Super Era. Men's netball, men's netball. Is there an opportunity to potentially grow the game that is men's netball in New Zealand and potentially have a competition like Super Rugby Old Picky? Oh, I, I would definitely say yes. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people wouldn't know what happens behind the scenes because it is such a minority, minority sport, you know. We're, we're, mm. Here we are, a bunch of men playing a sport that is traditionally, historically played by women. And so it's just not that well known, but it's been operating quite strongly nationally um, and, and at regional levels for, I want to say, 30 plus years. So so the, so the, so the people are there and the structure is there and... You know, there's people at governments and management levels who are doing all sorts of things behind the scenes as well. So I'd, I'd say that the, that there's definitely elements there for it to be, um, to, to be able to operate at that level, for sure. Nice, nice. Well, there you go. New Zealand Netball, Dallas Himara, he said, Aharema, uh, I must say, sorry, mate. Uh, he's, he said it himself. He wants the competition to be, hey, mate, what, how does the... The men's netball side uh, travel on the big stage around the world. Have we got, a, you know, is there a lot of competition around the world? Yeah, they've. Um, so over the years, there's been um, a few trans Tasman battles against Australia mainly. Um, I believe Australia are number one at the moment, which obviously for us Kiwis oh. comes with a bit of a bad taste in our mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Aussie are number one. They've, they've got a really slick um, structure and kind of organisation over the year. Lots of funding um, for, for them as well over there as well. Um, so yeah, we've come up against Australia quite a bit. And there are teams in Africa and England and South Africa and even the States, I believe, as well. But there's never there's never been um, an international on that on that on that level where all those teams come together. So that would be the goal. If not the Olympics, eh? Why not? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Why not the Olympics, mate? Well, and seriously, because if they put the women's one in, you'd assume that they would have to, right? Um, so it's a like it's it's not you'd never say never, Dallas. And it sounds like you've uh, put yourself in the right spot. The bit of the comeback, just whatever you do, don't just don't work out the age gaps between whoever you're marking. You'll do your head in, exactly. mate. It, it, it'll exactly. drive you crazy and put you off your game. Go well, bro. We, we can't wait to watch. Actually, it's as I say, it's going to be a, an amazing spectacle. It always is. And um, I think you guys are actually, if anything, doing a service to the Silver Ferns by putting yourself in the in the um, you know right in the firing line and helping them get and keep their level high. And it's great for the men's side of the sport as well. So well done, congratulations for being selected, and Thanks, all the best. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. No worries. Awesome. I, I still want to. Ah, oh, bugger! I missed the chance to ask because he's a mid quarter, is he? 
we think you'd be in midcourt flying around in the middle there. You seem to think you're a shooter, right? Uh, yeah, nah. Well, when I played, when I played, I uh, when I played, I was, yeah. When I played a bit of social, you could actually shoot. Everyone could shoot. You could shoot the three-pointer. Yeah, right. So, yeah, me and Corey were, me and Corey were pretty greedy. <laughs> we were trying to shoot everything. So, yeah, we got told off and never played again. So, Daisy said she'd never play with me ever again after that game. <laughs> what about um, what about your sister? I know your sister loves it. Well, does she did she have a position or a, does she does she still play? She still plays. She still plays. She was playing goalkeeper. She was goalkeeper last time we watched, and she absolutely hated me on the sideline. But yeah, speaking <laughs> of my sister, she she went home yesterday. My sister went home back to her house. She moved out of her house to look after our mother for over a year, and she went home yesterday. So. Just wanted to say thank you to my beautiful sister and her fan, uh, partner, Brad, and the kids. They moved out of their house. They sacrificed a lot to, to be there for my mum and uh, really, really meant a lot. So I just wanted to say thank you, sis. Love you. Oh, amazing, Izzy. Yeah, yeah awesome stuff. And um, so apologies. It's Makisha. Makisha, is it? Uh Makisha, yep. apologies for Izzy's sideline antics. I'm sure he'll pull his <laughs> head in next season. She was embarrassed, mate. Yeah, I'm sure she was. Got it uh, from my dad, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. I can believe yeah. that, judging from the text he sends. 17 and a half minutes past 8 <laughs> o'clock. There we go. Men's netball. They're taking on the big guns, the Silver Ferns in the Cadbury Series upcoming. You can watch it on TV2, I think it's going to be on, which is awesome yep. that they'll have it on free to air. We're coming up 18 minutes past 8 o'clock. We've got Paul Moati the party we got a pace for purpose and we got to find some winners is he i'm about to give you a call the brainstorm begins all right here we go we're here with chemist warehouse great savings every day Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 23 minutes past 8 o'clock, and Tim, the teacher, has texted Izzy, and he wants to report a theft. Um, it seems like his partner or his wife, um, one of the my wife, has taken the temper pillow a week after receiving it, and it doesn't look like he's going to be getting it back. That is very unfortunate for Tim, the teacher. <laughs> it is. He's listening from Kakanui and just out of Oamaru. Cheers, Tim, the teacher. Yes, you're not getting that back, mate. Is it that good? Is it that good? We haven't got one yet, Louis. We have to. I think we have to wait for Baz to get back because he's, 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 he's the goody goody. I think Baz took his to Abu Dhabi, and and, and so yeah, ours must have been um, lost on Dubai Airlines or whatever it is. Um, Tim, the teacher, Kakanui, <laughs> out of Wamaru. beautiful place. Lots of little cribs down there. Um, yeah, on the seaside town of Omaru. Awesome. Love it. Izzy, it's Thursday, which means... Get Nasser on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SNZ is pacing for purpose. Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. Yeah... Paul Moati, the party is not far away. This is the part of the show where we've got to <laughs> tip up a storm. We've got our showdown competition. We've got to find a bet. Pacing for purpose. We Look, we, I think we're about one of four or five, but one was scratched. So it's not terrible. And we've outsourced this because both you and I have admitted to knowing very little about tipping harness racing. I love to do it. Mm. I love to punt it. But when you're tipping and punting on behalf of the Child Cancer Foundation, you want to make sure you could be there or thereabouts. So Troy the scan man yep. has scanned the fields for us, Scanlon, and uh, he's come up with this. Race four, Uncle Louie. And it's not an omen bet, which I thought Ooh. it was. Yeah. No? Yeah. 
He's gone $25 each way, has more ability than most here, had its first run for nearly a year two weeks ago, and after a little gallop with 400 go, finished off the race very nicely, had next up ridden all over it. Oh, we love that. Should take some benefit out of the first up effort and should go around at a nice each way price. Having a laugh. There you go. Uncle Louie, race four at ah. Alexandra Park tomorrow night. There you go. It's meant to be. Uncle Louie is going to get the treats and we pay the Child Cancer Foundation. And that's what it's all about with this. Pacing for purpose. We're trying to raise some money. Troy the Scam Man Scanlon will be giving us a tip. So love that, Louie. Good work, mate. No worries. Harness Racing New Zealand. Live the dream. Get involved today. HRNZ.co.nz. And from, well, yesterday, actually, it's time for a TAB Live update. And yesterday, yeah. this man, Paul Moati, told Friend us. the show, eh? He said, um, yeah, frenemy of the show, he said, how about you guys try and walk before you run or crawl before you walk? Well, the joke's on you, Paul, because Izzy's on crutches. So uh, we're going to run along at a very fast and furious rate with Izzy on crutches. How does that sound? <laughs> Sensational. I love, I love it, guys. You're, you're on fire, fair dinkum. Um, as you know, today is the day. It's SENZ showdown day. It's show against show, foe against foe. That's where we find out who can tip and who is full of it. Let's just, guys, have you done a bit of study? I've had a look around, and I, I think I've, I've found something that you may be looking at. I've looked over uh, across the ditch, of course. Uh, Amato Lenya is going around in the Group 3 Bentley Angst. Uh, in Sydney on Saturday, currently paying 4.50. Sort of State is 5.50 in the Roman Consul. Uh, the Caulfield Guineas, the favourite there, Anna Mo at 2.70. And of course, in the two rack, Elephant, who you bypassed a week or two ago, is currently the second favourite in the second line of betting at $4.80. Where are you going, boys? <laughs> oh, we're stuck. <laughs> well, it's, funny, it's funny you say that. Funny you say that. We've yeah. actually um look, we've had many a discussion over the last couple of hours, Paul, Izzy, and me, and we've decided that we're not in this competition just to make up the numbers. We're here to go bang. And um, that, so if I'm getting this right, Drive took a multi a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yep. so multi is a fair game. Well, here are our three leagues of our multi. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> here, are, here are the three leagues of our multi. First of all, it's the anchor. Just wins. This is the 20% deposit you're not going to get, 20% interest you're not going to get from the bank anymore. His name is Zaki in uh, the Might and Power. What a horse that was. So Zaki to win, just wins. Just tack your 20 cents on to your price. Um, the second is, well, you mentioned Elephant and how we bypassed it last. The second is my bet of the weekend, actually, in the Turak. I'm Thunderstruck, who had <laughs> next start written all over it when it re- went round a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Group 1. It was pinballed at the top of the straight. It was on a lightweight. It's an up-and-comer. It only gets the 52 kilograms in the uh, two-rack this week. Elephant's got a lump, the 55.5, so 3.5 more kilograms. I think Elephant's going to run a really good race and maybe place, but for me, I'm Thunderstruck is the clear bet of the weekend, to be honest. So we're sticking that in at $2.70. And Izzy, what What's our third leg, mate? Hawks Bay on the nose. Hawks <laughs> Bay on the nose. Ramfilly Shield fever is this weekend. So that is our multi. Poor Moati. Don't laugh. It's a, it's a oh, goodie, no. isn't it? I, I love your confidence, guys. You couldn't get a single bet up last week, but you're going with a three-leg multi this week. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, it's a tissue, a tissue. We didn't get paid. 
<laughs> no, exactly. And I, I, I've heard a few listeners let you know about it too. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you know who the Sharks got this week. Shark has taken yep. Taranaki 13 and over at 225. That's a simple uh, NPC bet, Taranaki to win by 13 or more at 225. Uh, and I'll also let you know uh, we've removed a credit card and debit card fees from deposits oh. made with us. Yes. Uh, and to celebrate yes. that, we're offering a one-off deposit bonus for all our TAB customers. Just deposit $10 or more into your TAB account and receive a $10 bonus bet. No promo codes, automatically gets loaded. Uh, that offer is valid uh, since 9 o'clock yesterday morning until 11.59 p.m. Wednesday the 13th next week. There's only one deposit bonus bet per customer. Uh, head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's. Um, so if your bet doesn't get nice. up, Louie, there you go. You can just put a little deposit <laughs> to get your account going again, and you'll get a bonus bet as well. Yeah, look, thanks, oh, Paul. Paul. And actually, that is fantastic news via you yeah. good folk at the TAB. The deposit, <laughs> the, 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 that's been a pet peeve of mine for a number of years, but I can finally say that you've seen the light. What a great initiative. So congratulations, and congratulations to all the punters in New Zealand. It's great news. Go have a bet with the TAB. Just confirming where Zaki race six to win. I'm Thunderstruck, race nine to win at Caulfield. Hawks Bay straight up. That's $7.45. We're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. No deposit fees included. TAB, bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB at today. Promotions in play in hundreds of markets to choose from. Before the end of the hour, Jack Bruce, the assistant trainer for Kieran Ma and David Eustace up in Sydney, the good Kiwi. He tipped us cool and gatter last time. Let's see what he's got for us again this week. But right now, it is the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Isn't Izzy for breakfast? It's 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Izzy, and it's always good to know that your family's listening when the text machine is going strong. Uh, yeah, it is, mate. It is. Don't, I just don't even want to look at it. Don't want to look at it. Don't tip Hawks Bay. We all know what happens when you tip. Good one, Izzy. Oh, no. <laughs> don't. Don't. Touch wood, touch wood. No, but you genuinely think that they're going to win. They are, mate. They are going to win. Look, it's going to be a cracking game. Let's be honest. Like Tasman have been starved of any sort of shield challenge over the years. 1973 when Marlborough held it. So, look, they're going to come here. They're hungry. This is the, this is their championship. So it's going to be a great game. But like Hawks Bay at home, they're a tough, tough outfit. Um, you saw with the, the resilience they were able to show against the Bay of Plenty steamers. So, look, it's going to be a great game. But first try, Cash Dixon. Cash Dixon, get on it. He just leans on the malls and gets it done. <laughs> He's um he's prolific on the back of a mall, isn't he? Is he? Um, we can talk more about that game tomorrow. Joe Wheeler played for Tasman. Obviously loves the region. He's a he's a Nelson boy, is he, or a Marlborough boy? He's a Marlborough boy, but he's coming in with a neutral opinion. I told him, I said, mate, we've already had a Tasman opinion this morning. I want a neutral, unbiased conversation. Bring some insights into what Hawks Bay are going to bring. Joe Wheeler. <laughs> oh, well. good luck! Be- beautiful. I can't wait for that because you're so because you're so neutral, aren't you? you, 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 you anyway, but hey, Tasman are good. 
Yeah, they are good, but they're not winning. <laughs> We've heard that. No. Uh, look, a bit of sad news, actually. A former America's Cup winning boat designer, Laurie Davidson, has passed away aged, well, good knock, 94. Mm. Davidson induct- was inducted into the America's Cup Hall of Fame in 2007, and he was one of the lead designers in uh, successful uh, New Zealand campaigns in 95 in 2000. A bit of a legend in the boat building world. And across in the Premier League, just more crazy news with a lot of zeros. Newcastle's takeover potentially moves a step closer. So the Saudi Arabian-backed takeover in Newcastle United has potentially come a step closer after the country has resolved its TV piracy dispute with Qatar broadcaster BN Sports. The kingdom is set to lift a a four-and-a-half-year ban on showing BN Sports and will cease to show the Premier League and other football matches illegally. Um, Don't ask, don't even... Get me to start to try and explain who owns Premier League sides and where they're owned and which countries and kingdoms are owning them. It is a crazy world out there of sports ownership at that level, is he? And they're all worth billions of dollars. Billions. Billions. I think Manchester United are worth four point something billion. Uh, Kieran in the background would probably know a bit more than me what the teams are worth. He's a real EPL fan. Kezo, you know... Pretty expensive teams. Oh, he's not there. He's gone, isn't he? Kiss is gone. He's he's no, he's, mm. he's doing mahi, mate. He's grinding. He's got... Right, Kiora, Kieran uh, EPL, Harry Simeu fill in for today. Man United worth four point six five billion dollars. Dollars, dollars, okay. dollars <laughs> in US. So that's the big bucks, the real big bucks. So they're the most expensive team in the EPL. They'll be the the most valued team in there, yeah? Yeah, last time That'd I checked most... it was Man United, unless it has become, let, give me two seconds, is it Real Madrid, who it could be, but Real mm. Madrid, no, no, so it is still Man United. So they yeah. are they are the big guns of the world. So what? Were, so they were how much? They were 4.56 billion. And is that New, New Zealand? US. Yeah, so. ah, US, right. So that is still, get this, Garrett Cole will still be worth 20th, 20, 20th, a 20th of Manchester United. And he and he got pulled after two and a bit innings. But that's that's what fascinates me with Man U. Like obviously they've gone and got Cristiano Ronaldo, but this before that they haven't been able to build a, a squad that's potentially like their their, their trophy cabinet is empty. Yeah. Like even this year they're probably going to struggle to get the EPL Championship. Like it just baffles me when you got a team that's valued at that much money and they've got yeah. so much money behind them. Backing them that they aren't able to build a team to be able to potentially go on and win the EPL. So, culture, mate. Yeah, there's some ridiculous money. Culture, ridiculous mate. Money. Culture, mate. The Crusaders culture. have the most money. That's got the best culture. The Melbourne Storm, best culture. The Black Caps. Baz built, didn't have the big bucks like England and Australia and India, but it's all about that C word, culture. So mm. um, something's not been right at United, and, and hopefully they're on the right track now that I've got their prodigal son back home 22 minutes away from nine smithy will be up after nine but after this we're talking to jack bruce out of kieran mara and david eustace's powerhouse stable in australia 17 minutes away from nine o'clock this morning plenty going on in the sporting world uh and manchester united still can't win a trophy on double eight double three that's come through bang cop that and it is true it really is hey um Talking about pillows, Tim Izzy said that his missus, his wife, has stolen his pillow. Well, just mm. just being tipped off that Smithy is giving away temper pillows for text of the week at the moment, and similar Ooh. to us, has that temper queen size bed, which I assume is still valued at ten thousand dollars, unless I've given him the deluxe version for text of the month. So keep talking to us, keep your dials tuned, and keep Smithy 
on your channels because he is, um, look, he's got plenty going on and he wants you to get in touch with him. He does, he does, Louis, he does. And someone that's got in touch with us, and you want to stay tuned for this because he bought us an absolute gem of a tip last week. After last time on the show, he gave us an early lead into what looks like to be a bit of a freakish two-year-old Cooling Gatter. I got on that absolute good horse, great horse that was. It got me home and got the account well and truly filled up. So looking forward to chatting to Jack Bruce, his assistant trainer, for the Maha Usta Stable in Sydney, back on the show for a catch-up. Good morning, Jack. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. It's great to be back. Tell us about Gatta, mate. What a filly you have on your hands there. What a horse. Yeah, well, it was a good win, and I suppose she's one out of the box. Um, so I hope uh, I hope some hunters in New Zealand got some, some dosh out of her. She ended up being 250 at the jump, I think, so that would have been... Uh, good money for those who left it late, but even still, she was, um, yeah, look, she's a very good horse, very push-button, and she's just one of those two-year-olds that does everything right. So, no, nah, it's a good it's a good sign of things to come, and uh, we've just got to keep her in one piece and get her to the Magic Millions now. Okay, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I love that, but you got to remember, not all of us are these uh, horse nerds. I mean, we love it here, but push-button, what does that mean, push-button two-year-old? Because it actually kind of looked like that when J-Mac just kind of gave the reins a little bit of a tickle. She flew. So when you say push-button, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, well, I suppose it's the old thing with horses. Some people think it's like riding a car and at most uh, driving a car, and it most certainly isn't. Um, but <laughs> she she is one of those uh, fillies who she just does everything right. You know, James is able to give her a good dig out of the barriers, get her where he wanted to be, and then you can restrain her, put the brakes on, and then obviously click her up when, when the time is right. So she is very, you know, what you see is what you get, what you ask for, she does. And um, uh, it, was, uh, it was good to see her do it. Okay, so you were confident she was a gem, so the Magic Millions would be next, and obviously that's a very, very rich race. And, and how do you keep a two-year-old sound for that long? Because they can, you know, they are still growing, they're learning. There's a bit more variable involved with a, an immature horse, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's lots of things to take into account, but I suppose simply she can have a couple of weeks of rest after this race. And then when she comes back in, she'll maintain good residual fitness. We won't have to do too much. We'll just keep it a slow and steady build-up. Um, and I suppose it's just about assessing your horses each day and deciding what work they can take and what work they can't. Obviously, we've got heaps of facilities in Sydney. We've got uh, the beach quite close by, which is good for recovery. And we've got a treadmill at Warwick Farm. We do plenty of work on that. So you can get a good conditioning base of fitness into them without having to um, put too much pressure on them. And then... Yeah, it's just about managing their workload. But I suppose it's like any professional sport, and you would have had it in rugby about just keeping the body where it needs to be, and it's just a case of managing your diet and exercise, really. <laughs> nice. I always, uh, you know, keep keep the saying going. Their horses are just like athletes, mate. They they need to recover. They need the right training, and uh, you can see what they get when they when they tick all those boxes with the results of cool and gatter, mate. What's going on down in Vic? The stable has a runner in the Caulfield nah. Guineas, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we do. We've got Hitotsu's first emergency, though, so he needs a scratching to get in. Um, he showed a lot oh. of ability as a two-year-old. He's actually a private purchase. Um, Karen bought him privately, and he resumed for our stable and won. Um, so, he's look, yeah. we're throwing him in the deep end, but uh, he is a quality horse. He just needs a scratching to get a run. He's also in the spring champion up here as well, so we'll see how we go.
Yeah, what's going on up in Sydney? So what are you looking after this week? I see Amish boy is in the fields at a nice east each way price and also with New Zealand Racing's favourite son. Um, second to you, of course, Jack. Oh, actually third, I suppose Chris Waller would have to, would have to go there somewhere. Um, James McDonald <laughs> doing the riding. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you what. So he's in the Silver Eagle um, Amish boy, which is a new race. And uh, he has got a poor draw again. But he's been a very consistent oh. horse. He doesn't win out of turn, but he's very consistent. So, look, we just have to leave that to James. But I tell you what, all the big jocks are trying to ride him. So it's nice to see that um, we, we were able to get James McDonald on. We're just going to have to throw him the reins and say, leave it to you from Barry 13, make you <laughs> the job. <laughs> well, not a bad person to, to throw the reins to, J-Mac. Hey, um, this nah, weekend, though, this weekend, what... What's your best tip? You gave us Cool and Getter, and we need a tip because Reed's starting to question our tipping ability on the show. Have you got <laughs> on, something on, that's come guaranteed? On, Help us out. I, I tell you what, I've got one. There's a race at Caulfield. You'll have to look up what number it is of the Thoroughbred Club Stakes. Thoroughbred Club Stakes is 1,200 for fillies. We've got Crystal Bound running there, and she would be our best of the weekend. She's a She's improved a lot, and she won first up in good fashion, so... Um, yeah, crystal bound. Good. Crystal bound. Crystal bound. Four she's dollars. a very nice filly. She beats improving. Yeah, yeah, that'll be something for everybody. Yeah, oh, a little bit of, little bit of uh, money in the kitty. Is it early in the day? No, it'll be late for you guys. It'll be late. Let's save you money. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's um, it's usually about. <laughs> no, nah, I'm on already now. I'm on. One that treats them. Yeah. yeah. All the punters here always ask me, "Have you got anything in New Zealand for it to be in an early race so we can fill up at 10 a.m. Sydney time and have a sweet for the rest of the day?" Well, Jack, what about this? They were racing at 11:15 at Rickerton on the weekend, gone, and I was thinking, imagine if you were in Perth and you're waking up at seven o'clock, you have a punt with your morning coffee. Isn't that insane? I tell you, what, I saw that when I arrived at the races. They are up to they are up to race seven at Rickerton already. I thought, geez, I've got a few races to catch up on here. <laughs> I was, it was about it was about 12 o'clock in the day, and they're up to race seven at Rickman. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. Awesome. Well, there you go. Caulfield race for the Thoroughbred Club Stakes, Crystal Bound number three. You're getting about Ooh, yes. $4, $1.70 or thereabouts. Hey, thanks for your time again, Jack. You're doing fantastic work with the Mar. used to stable up in Sydney. So your assistant trainer, and we'll catch up again soon. No, no worries. Stay safe over there, and good luck to all the punters. Absolutely. Jack, yeah. Bruce, there you go. A great Kiwi up in Sydney working for the behemoth, the Mar Eustace Stable. Ian Smith, the sports broadcasting behemoth, to sleep on it. With temper, he's, I'm sure he's got one of those nice pillows. Coming up very shortly. I'm Bassinizzi for breakfast. Thanks, JD. It is Bassinizzi for breakfast, four <laughs> minutes away from nine o'clock this morning. We've got plenty going on. And Ian Smith, he is busy up after nine o'clock. It's time to sleep on it. Thanks to Temper, they've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases, which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Do we have the doy in it? Is Do we have them back again? We do, we do. Good morning, Smithy. Uh, good morning to you, uh, Israel, and to you too, Lewis. Nice to see you guys awesome. on good form with a very, very power-packed show you've had this morning. Gosh, good gets. Liam Lawson, nah, star of the future. Really, really top draw. Yes, yeah. That was a fascinating interview, actually. Um, <clears throat> Smithy talked about what's involved with going from F2 to F1. It was actually really insightful. So I really enjoyed that. Hey, um, yesterday we spoke to you about the temper sleep on it, and it was a cracking game. Boston Red Sox getting over the Yankees 6-2. Um, but I spoke to you about rivalries. Rivalries in sport for you, what is the greatest rivalry? You've seen a lot of sport over the years, mate. 
Yeah, well, that's right up there. I've got to say the Yankees and the Red Sox, but the Yankees and the Mets, because that's the Battle of the Subway, it's got a lot of history as well. Um, a lot of uh, American sport, there is a, a heap of traditions around college football, etc. Um, and then I looked at what I'd just been watching a couple of weeks ago, Izzy, and, and that was, of course, the Ryder Cup. What a confrontation that is. Yes. The USA, a modern-day oh, confrontation, yes. USA and Europe. I went back in time to 1972. I thought about Spassky and Fisher. You'd know all about that. Uh, that was a hell of a rivalry. Uh, back then, but um, I've got to say, um, I've come back to it, and, and probably the Yankees and, and the Red Sox for me would be, yeah, uh, probably right up there. Yeah, yeah, that and, was a and anyone that plays the Crusaders, anyone that plays the Crusaders, yeah, well, that's a bit one sided then, Smithy. Smithy, <laughs> all blacks. What about right? this game, mate? What about this game on Saturday? The Ramford, we had Andrew Goodman on, and he spoke about, are you a bit worried? Yeah, I am a bit worried, actually. Um, that's a very strong Tasman side, and they're playing with real yeah. purpose. Uh, you know, for a lot of them, they've achieved a lot in, in life, but they've never touched the Ramfilly Shield. So there's a real, mm. there's, there'll be a real earnest uh, challenge, there's no doubt about it. But uh, Hawke's Bay have, uh, have beaten some very good sides this year, and in the, in the defence of the Shield so far, uh, they'll take a bit of beating. They'll take a bit of beating, mm. but I think this side, this Tasman side, is, is the one with the purpose, the reason, and the talent uh, to perhaps make it happen. So we shall wait and see, is he? We shall wait and see. I can't wait. 4.35 live. On Sky Sport. There we go. There we go. Um, mate, yeah, we've, well, good he was on. He said 73 Marlborough. That was the last time they had it. So it's been a very, very long time for Tanzania. They'll be outstanding. What have you got coming on your show, mate? Some jam-packed? A very, very, very busy Sammy Whitelock. Straight after 9 o'clock, yep. great mate of yours. So nice. um, what's yep. happening with Sam? Bit of rugby this weekend, I believe. First time in a couple of months. Um, we're going to talk to Dame Nolene. Uh, we're going to take the Silver Fern side of this uh, uh, this netball series coming up, this Cadbury series, uh, what they hope to get out of it. Uh, who'd better to talk about uh, the Manu Vatavai and Benji Marshall than the great Sir Graham Lowe? We have him after 10 o'clock. Mm. Uh, and then as we uh, work our way through to midday, we're going to catch up with Nathan Rabri. Now, no, no one knows more about American sport that I know in this country than Nathan Rarity. And there's a big clash today nice. in the baseball. So uh, that's our focus through towards Staffy at uh, midday. Awesome, Smithy. Look forward to listening to the show, mate. And uh, we've got a wee tip for you, mate. Crystal Bound, Caulfield on Saturday mm. is paying four bucks. Jackie Bruce, okay. get on, mate. Apparently it wins. He tipped Gool and Gatter last week and it ran home. Stormed home, one by ten. Oh. So... There you go. Beautiful. Have a great day, mate. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow and Saturday. Oh, well, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much to all our guests, Liam Lawson, uh, Benji Tribute, Andrew Goodman, Dallas Harima, and uh, Jackie Bruce. Thank you so much. We'll see you again same time tomorrow. Shot to the team up there in Auckland. Have a great day. Ka kite anō.